I'm a little bit scared, but you know, we'll just roll with it. I, I am blocked by two, well, no, one now, uh, Scottish wrestlers that I'm aware of. Then I'm going to go for a piss during your match. Sorry, a one-legged pedo, that's just like a whole new level of nonsense. In between these matches, it was fucking porn. And the tagline was it, filling Braveheart's opening. Oh my fucking god, I'm going to be a dad. Hello and welcome to KNK Wrestle Factory. My name is Kyle and I'll be one of your hosts. And I'm joined, as always, by my lovely co-host, Kaylee. Hello, we're back. We're back, but we're not alone. No. We have a guest. Now, I feel like we need to we need to give it a bit of an intro here. A bit, a bit premature there, right? So not only is he the founder and main person behind the Scottish Wrestling Network website. He is the podfather of Scottish Wrestling. It is Billy Strachan. Hello, I'm here to, to tank your views. <laughs> <laughs> it can't be much worse than the last episode. We're good. People love to hear our wrestlers on reviews. Anything else, it's just down. So this is this is my hope. Anything related to WrestleZone will be fine. That's true. We're just waiting to hear their name to be mentioned, really. I mean, that's, that's why I listen to the mosh bit quite a lot. Just wait for my name to be brought up. I'll pretend that that's not the same case with us. Me and Kaylee just sit there, just waiting on the big telly. Just See that? No, like I are genuinely like watching them, and Kyla goes, uh, uh, "Look, see," and I'm like, "Okay." But no, it will be fun. I think it'll be exciting. What we need to do though is we need to wait as long as possible to say their names, so we get them to watch long enough. Oh, that's, that's why. Trick. That's why I leave the questions till the end. Yeah, worked out. I, I did forget about them in the last episode, but I tried to look until the end. So, Billy, you are the interviewer most of the time. Yeah. But uh, the tables have turned. You know, the interviewee, how does that feel? Uh, I'm a bit nervous because uh, last time I got interviewed for my own podcast, it, it didn't really go well because I think I arranged it as an interview for me for my 100th episode. But I don't think the, the guy asked to host it absolutely got me an idea so it didn't kind of go out well so i'm excited i'm excited to see what questions you got and what you've what you've got prepared i'm a little bit scared but you know we'll just roll with it as you should be billy you should be scared <laughs> i mean ultimately how much you want to share is up to you uh, but we'll get into the start of it like we'll do the we'll do the the usual interview question right so we're all wrestling fans so how did you get into wrestling like, what was the what was the founder what was the big bang I think a question, and uh, it's an excellent question on a podcast that everyone should should use. Uh, mine was I went to a friend's house. Um, he was called Greg. That's not important to the story, but I went to a friend's house, and for some reason he was watching Raw or had Raw on, and it was the Undertaker versus Kane Inferno match, and I just couldn't take my eyes off it, and I was like, what, eight, eight, nine years old, and I saw a man get set on fire. And then the Undertaker, while Kane was like flailing around with his with his arm on fire, he turned around and this old man appeared crying, and it was Vince McMahon, and he had a teddy bear. And then the Undertaker picked up the teddy bear and set it on fire. And then I had nightmares for a couple of weeks until my dad bluntly told me, "You know it's not real." And then I still watched it. So I remember my, my uh, Greg had loads of like tapes. He had a uh, Royal Rumble '98. So I remember the cover. I thought it was the coolest cover ever. That was uh, the Undertaker with the the nails in his head. 
Austin with nails in his head. Yes. Um, and I just from there, there it took took a while because next time I actually properly saw it was Heat on uh, on Channel Four. <laughs> and now because my mum went, oh, there's there's that WWF stuff. It's on Channel Four. And, oh, okay. So I think it was after the Simpsons, like six o'clock or something like that. And yeah. the first memory of Heat, I remember it was the one after Davy Boy Smith died, I think, because it came up with the in memory of Davy Boy Smith. That every Sunday I would run upstairs because of course you couldn't tape it. So I ran upstairs six o'clock to watch uh, Heat and then and then it came on Channel Four, Royal Rumble two thousand was the first one I taped and wore that tape out. Uh loved it. So yeah, it was since Heat is probably the reason why I, I continued watching, but Caden Undertaker giving me nightmares was the catalyst for all of it. So when I you see so fun. Like... When you say you worn the tape out, right? Was it specifically the May Young section of the Royal Rumble two thousands? Oh, and it was live, so we didn't get the big X um <laughs> on it. We did get blacked out, but it didn't get the massive X that's on the actual uh, VHS copy or the, the DVD that came out eventually. Uh no, it was for some reason it was X-Pac get eliminated was the bit I thought was the most amazing bit. It was uh, right near the end and then Rock just threw him out and he just went flying land on his back flat and it was oh. just the best thing ever. Because I watch, I watch it, I watch Rumbles every year for, for yeah. Royal Rumble season and I was watching 2000 and I had Kelly and I was going, watch this one, watch this elimination, <laughs> this is the best elimination you'll ever see, watch this, watch this and it happens to it. Why did they do that? Oh, no, no. <laughs> It was the best thing though <laughs> yeah oh honestly like see back when you're like younger honestly wrestling is like so fun so i'm an animated i think it's cool and see going back to what you were saying about like the cover with like stone cold with like the pins in his head i remember that i remember on like a, like a friday night or something my dad was taking me to blockbuster because yeah i'm that old and i always thought it was cool the wrestling section had like all these really cool like pictures and things and some of them like stand out to you because they were so random like you don't really get stuff like that anymore because they're not really trying to sell like covers but yeah I thought it was really cool and that one always stands out I think it's so cool so well because that'll be about the time you were watching it like because you're you're kind of going back and watching the actual era stuff so mm-hmm. that'll be that'll be around that time is that the that is that the one with Triple H and Cactus Jack it is yeah with that yeah. amazing match yeah I'm a bit I always get those. I always get the Royal Rumbles mixed up. That's the one in Madison Square Garden, isn't it? It is, yeah. and, and that one that's got the Hardys, Dudleys, and the Tables match as well, which made me have a uh, just. I love the Hardy Boys, and that was seeing them do doing all that stuff, and that would have been one of the first times seeing the Hardy Boys, and I was like, oh, this is the, yeah. this, the they're my team. They're the best. They're so cool. Honestly, it's such like a good show overall. Like I love it, um, but yeah, seeing the Hardys, yeah, Jeff Hardy's always been like. He was my first crush, right? When I was younger, he was the first person I ever fancied. And I was, I swore I was going to marry him one day. It's just what it was. And watching him there, I was like, he's like the coolest person in the world. Like, I want to be this person. So, yeah, that's a bit of insight to me. Hence why I turned out how it did. <laughs> so, it kind of curtails my next sort of question because try to understand sort of how you tick with wrestling. So, were, were the Hardys kind of your favourites then? Yeah, absolutely. It was always that. I mean, going back in it, I, I was. We, there's always that debate if you're an Austin or a Rock guy, and I think I was always an Austin guy when it came to that because it just one one because he kind of looked like my dad, which always made me laugh because his bald and got a goatee, 
yeah, so it, it, it was my dad who's doing all the wrestling, and I thought that was just the wildest thing. But uh, it was always the Hardys, and that was why like my first tattoo was was the Hardy Boys uh, shield because there was anything I wanted, nothing kind of stuck. Oh, I'll hit my own mic. Um, nothing ever ever stuck, and but the Hardy Boys symbol always came back to mind as soon as I uh, got brave enough to do it. I was like, that nah, has to be a Hardy Boys symbol. That's the one I'm getting. But no, it was, it was always them. I dressed up as Jeff for Halloween. Uh, one year, thankfully, no photos exist of it. Um, I, I, I was always the guy who'd climb up on stuff because I wanted to be Jeff Hardy, and where we were doing like, I suppose backyarding, uh, would be called. But it was usually it was a, it was at school. There was like a concrete square, um, stairway, and we used that as our wrestling bit. Um, and I was always Jeff because I would climb up up on stuff. So yeah, it was it was always Jeff would be my my guy. Right. We didn't talk about backyarding, right? So. Were you always Jeff Hardy, or did you ever have your own character? Uh, backyarding, I didn't do it for a long time, but I was always Jeff Hardy. E-fedding, I had my own character, but backyarding, I was always generally Jeff. Because again, I was I was also small, which is what I'm not now, and I was small and light, so all the all the bigger kids could throw me about quite easily as well. Um, so yeah, I was always like I, I was, I was always Jeff when I was being the wrestler. Uh, at, at school, but no, outside of that, no, I had my own character. Right, so we can't. Is Kelly stuck, or is she just permanently in that face? No, it's stuck. Give me a minute. <laughs> I just thought you were really, really confused by what Billy was saying there. I, I thought I thought you just had a really distaste for e fedding. <laughs> yeah. well, no, I was, like, was, was going to reference your face there, but yeah. Like everything stopped working. Give me a minute. <laughs> well, anyway, while is fixing that, we need to talk about the e and stuff. And that this is this is now gone off script. I need to I need to know about this, right? So, right. what was your character? What what were you doing essentially? Funnily enough, this is not the first time I spoke about it this week. Um, I had a, a chat with, a, with Sharky Fossil, and we ended up speaking about e-fedding. Um, and it was right. It was a terrible name, and I'm very aware it was a terrible name, and I wasn't aware how terrible it is. And when I say it, Kaylee's face will probably do that that again. Uh, <laughs> that has. Um, I was called the Bean. Sorry. <laughs> I was 14 and I was not aware of all that stuff. Of of it was it was a I don't know how to put this diplomatically, a lady part. And and I was called yeah, I was called the Bean. Um, I had a website at one point. Which again is down, is not not there anymore. Uh, it was called Remember the Bean. Uh, <laughs> .tk, so I wasn't paying for a domain, and uh, it was. And I was like, I made myself in like the old SmackDown games as well, and I, I was like this kind of clown. Uh, oh, kills back, excellent. Right, um, I was like this clown. I had a red uh, cut off shirt, uh, jean shorts, um, blue hair, and a paint like a painted up clown face. Which is weird because I'm scared of clowns. Uh, so I thought this is a good idea. Uh, yeah. So the the bean was my was my e fed name. Right, but why the, like, the? I'm not getting any correlation between your outfit and the bean. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I was just, that's just what happened. Um, I was and my promos weren't even particularly clown like either. It's just that was the that was the look I went for. Um, I hated I hated promo thing because it was always always I always thought I did an excellent job at promo writing, and then 
this this someone who didn't even have a gimmick name they were like homicide or hernandez or or some actual wrestler uh, and they would put in a weak effort and they would win and i'd be like oh fuck this this is this is politics at play here it must be friends of of the promoter uh of bebo who's running hellacious was hellacious wrestling federation is what it was called the one i was on um but no, I, I spent far too much time writing promos, e-fedding, and uh, for very little to no reward because it's e-fedding. You don't win anything at e-fedding except, no, there's nothing. You don't win anything at e-fedding. This is so funny. Also, I'm gutted that my whole camera and everything just broke down for a second because I had something really funny I wanted to tell you. I was, so I'm going to go back a second. We'll take it back. Basically, I wanted to say, everything you were saying about like Jeff Hardy and all that, it made me laugh. It's why my face probably froze because I was like we were both very similar I too was obsessed with the Hardys always loved their emblem I too have dressed up as Jeff Hardy which is even weirder for me I think <laughs> to say so um there's not photos of me doing it either unfortunately but I, I get it all like that was all fun that's what I wanted to basically say and also whenever I tried to make my own backyard League, which was just me fighting with the other boys in our scheme, basically on our trampoline, um, and I was always Jeff Hardy because I wasn't fear to climb the poles of the trampoline and try and swan on them. How my neck's not broke, I don't get. At least you had long hair to go with it. I, I, because I, I always had short hair um, oh. until I decided to grow it out eventually, but um, and it didn't really go that far. <laughs> it kind of stopped growing round about here, and everything else grew out, oh. and. So I took a, a, a skull mask, like a plastic one that had okay. hair on it, and I cut it in half and I stapled it to a, 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 just a cap oh, so the hair would come out the back. I thought you were going to see your head. And I was going to be like, what? No, 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 no. <laughs> so I had a cap on and my mate had a Hardy Boys cap. He wouldn't let me borrow it, arsehole, because I thought it was it was, the, it was purple and it had the red Hardy Boys symbol on it. Oh. Um, but So I just had to go with a, like a plain black one or something. Uh, and then I use support bandages you get for like supporting your mm-hmm. elbows, cut them up. Um, yeah. My mum gave me a pair of tights, which on like reflection, it's probably a bit weird, but um, <laughs> my mum gave me a pair of her tights and I cut them up. And I think I was 12, maybe 12, 13 when I did it. Okay. So old enough to maybe it's okay. But if I did it yeah. any older, it's a bit weird. That's fair. I get you. I did a back to back. It was like P6 and P7. One year of it is Lita. One year I went as Jeff Hardy. People thought I was the same person, but was still confused who the hell I was. They were like, why are you just dressed as a mad goth? And I was like, don't you know? Um, and we had to do like Halloween parades in school. You had to go around and then do your thing and be like, who are you? So of course I'd be like, I'm Jeff Hardy. And the other would be like, we're not talking to her. <laughs> um, which is quite funny. I mean, fun and all, right? But Kayleigh, I... We missed your reaction to the bean, right? So I'm, I, I need to know your opinion on that name. Yeah, no, I heard that and I thought, I don't know if you want my honest reaction. Like, why the fuck were you called the bean? Name. It was a terrible name. Yeah. because it's like you get Billy Bean and that's quite funny and all cute and all that kind of stuff. So I thought, yeah. ah, Billy Bean. Uh, and then, oh, the bean, that'd be cool. And uh, yeah, it didn't It didn't go. I'm fairly certain the website is still not active. Uh, yeah. Remember the bean. You were named after a the baked bean. bean. Like, I feel like there's like in the nicest way, there's there's no reason that I could see you be called as it like the bean. I'm a big I, fan of Hint, like of Branson's, but you don't see me naming myself as 
So no, the other thing about all that was right. It was um, right, it was a school project. And that's again how I remember the bean came about because we were supposed to like make a, a a catchy website title or something. Okay. Yeah, some blog, and I I said remember the bean. And I thought that's quite funny. You know, quite rememberable. Uh, everyone go, oh, what's the bean? It's like it's like um, it's like that puzzles joke in How I Met Your Mother. It's it's okay. like why puzzles? That's the puzzle. So why the bean? Well, you'll remember it. And uh, the plan was, my idea was it was going to be baked beans, background, it'll be hilarious in my head. Okay. Again, I was about 14. Uh, and then they put, I won, I won the name and competition thing, and they made the website, and they used fucking kidney beans as the background. And it fucking annoyed me so and much I made my own website. Yeah, I was like, why kidney beans? This is ridiculous. And then, yeah. Without context, that sounds like it would be for sex ed class rather than for just a standard class. Remember <laughs> the bean. This uh, that should be the point. <laughs> pointed out that this is not a good idea, and then uh, uh, that's how the bean came about. And I was like, "Oh, that's my wrestling name, like The Rock." Um, so Miz wasn't was Miz wouldn't have been about at that point. But you got like the the Miz <laughs> and and the Bean. <laughs> WrestleMania X7, my way <laughs> in the background. <laughs> Austin versus the Bean. This is this is why that when I don't do a lot of like ad hoc outside of results and reviews on my own site because my fancy ideas are not very good, and this is how it turns out when I think of the Bean uh, as my wrestler name. Did, did you ever like rebrand or? you know, branch out or uh, um, I tried have to a faction up. which could have been oh, like the breakfast oh, club? I had a faction uh, in, in, in the old Eve Edding but it was my mate Craig who had the hat, had the cool hat. He went just with Craigie and the Y at the end of his name. So I thought mine was at least imaginative even if it was like a part of a vagina. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, we were, we, were, we were B and C. That was our wee tag team name. Uh, I was the Bean. And he was, was crazy. Oh my god! Imagine. Hey, did you ever have anything like this? Because I had a name, but I, I want to see if you had one before I share mine. I didn't. Um, I mean, I had names on, like when I made my creative wrestlers and stuff like that, but nothing okay. really. Uh, said. Now, well, I do have a memory, right? So, my first wrestling game I ever played was No Mercy on the N sixty four, right? Mm-hmm. Because my uncle had it, right? So when I was at his. I would play it, right? And he had a created character on the game who I just thought was like an actual character on the game. And it wasn't until years later I realised what this meant, but his character was called the Ham Shanker. And he was just this like big guy with like a plaid shirt. And I genuinely think, because I've got the N64 here, right? I think if I was to load it up and like use the well, the cartridge pack on it and like open that save, he'd still be there. But he was brilliant. I wonder if it was if you can use it though, because I remember like see all my old um, Game Boy games, all the batteries have um, corroded, so nothing saves on them anymore. So you might not actually be able to save it, but we should try it. You yeah. can pay someone in town who will like restore and get your new batteries and stuff if you really want to. I feel like you don't need to use consoles anymore. Like you just emulate things. The consoles are just there for decoration. You just use an emulator now. That's- that's how it works. Yeah, the ham shanker that's up there with the bean. The bean and the ham shanker would have probably went well together, actually. That's I'm kind of worried now I've said this out loud that 
I, I mean, I don't I think I've only got like two more wrestling shows to go before you know I become a dad. So I think I might only get called out once in real life. And, but yeah, and and we we all know I'm very awkward with people uh, in real life. So to to have like Brad Evans or someone shout the bean at me, I'm going to be very confused and very I don't know what to do. I'll just be like. Yeah. Think of all the possibilities, though. You've got like, beware of the bean. There you um, go. Be more bean. Yeah. You, you get on board with this. Like, so many. I'm. I like. I now want you to just embrace it. Like, take it, embrace it. This is this is your thing now. This is you. This is what you need to be. But like I said, oh. I find it fascinating though, because again, like I was saying, me and all my friends try to make up fun names, but most of them would just create like what they were never the bean if that got brought up that might have made a different conversation do i know what mine was and right it's really bad looking back on now but i thought i was dead creative and did artsy with it mine was kaleidoscope right okay how bad right. is because i thought that i see everything differently because you know how a kaleidoscope so oh, different yeah that's deep i had a tagline and i thought i was going to come out with Okay, and this was in my back garden or trampoline night, but I was like, this goes somewhere. I wanted like smoke and everything was like disorted as you came out and it was like, oh, spooky. And you never knew what I was going to do. That was my gimmick. Okay. It's still better than the bean. No, I'm, I'm now, I slacked it earlier on. <laughs> the more I hear it, the more I'm liking it. It's starting to like cement a bit. So the thing is, there's an alternate universe somewhere. <laughs> where Billy, you've stepped foot in like a wrestling training school, became a wrestler, and called yourself the Bean, and you're like on shows. There, there is, but if it was like wrestlers on or that, I, I was here remembering the mosh pit, and Dino went through his failed names. Mm-hmm. I feel like the Bean wouldn't have got past, or it would have done, depending on how much of a dick I am at training, how far it would have gotten. Uh, I'd be on a show called the Bean. Because uh, they all thought I was a bit of an arsehole and just went, aye, we can, we can go out uh, like, a, like a family. Do what we need right. now, right? So, and this might be at this point. So, you know how WrestleZone have like Super Execution or the Seastones, right? These sort of anonymous gimmicks, right? Mm. Mm-hmm. The new one, the Bean. I'm saying a Bean outfit. No, you're ready. Even better. This just kept me to what we need to do. We're going to have a documentary style, right? We are going to get like so many weeks. We are going to give you wrestling training. You're going to have a payoff. Do you know what the documentary is going to be called? Being and Gone. Oh. This is it. You're going to go through. Like you just whoever wants to get on the blower, I'll I'll sort this out. This is this is what I do. Where were you when Billy was cutting his promos and <laughs> the, the behind the scenes is called Finding the Bean and uh, <laughs> it's uh, sold in a different market. <laughs> yeah. Oh god, that's that's beautiful. I, I love. I I didn't expect the fun to come from the that question, uh, yeah. but there we are. There we are. Uh, so getting back to to sort of how you got into wrestling um, from the bean. So like obviously you were big into wrestling if you're doing e feds and all that sort of stuff, yeah. but you're obviously not from a a wrestling stronghold. Um, you know you're from. Essentially, the middle of nowhere. Like, no offense, Delgan, but you know, no, all offense. I, I mean, grip in Rothis. It's more. It's more of well, a, even worse. Even worse. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so, how did you how did you discover Scottish wrestling? Like, how did how did that come about? Right. Um, it's a bit of a roundabout story, but um, I was down. Where was it? Um, not Finecti, because that's that's up here. 
fuck's the other one called? It's not um, Finn, Finn something. Anyway, there's no, no importance to the story. Uh, I was I was walking around the town uh, on a holiday and I saw a poster for uh, Scottish Wrestling Entertainment Hell for Lycra 8, I think it was. And on the poster had Shannon Moore, uh, Sonny, Oof. and Ted DiBiase. And I saw it and um, we're going off. We could maybe go to that because it was in Perth or Dundee or something like that. And I thought nothing more of it. That was kind of went by the by. And of course, the Facebook algorithm somehow picked all this up. So about a year later, look on Facebook, a poster came up for uh, SW Hell for Lycra 9. And it had uh, Tatanka, Chavo Guerrero, um, Teddy Biasi again, and Roddy Piper. And it was in Perth. And I thought, I can go to that. I'll meet Roddy Piper. It's going to be the coolest thing ever. Yeah. Uh, and I got my mate. He, he was going to tag along. And he was going to tag along. He was going to be my, my co-driver. He was going to like keep me awake and everything. Fucker fell asleep uh, as soon as I got out, out of Elgin. Prick. And uh, so I had to drive all the way to Perth uh, to see the show. Before that, I'd I'd uh, asked for my tickets, ordered them. They never arrived. And I just <laughs> wanted general admission. Never arrived. And I emailed them. And they said, oh, it was sent by Royal Mail Tracked. So I emailed them again. Uh, this this it was I think it was David at, and went. Well, have you got the Royal Mail tracker address? And I can just check it myself. And he went, um, Oh no, I can't give that out. And I went. Well, if you can't check where the tracking address is, what's the point of this? <laughs> what's the point of sending it that way? And so this went back and forth. I'm I, I'm not a very heated person. I'm not really someone who gets angry. But I was getting really fucking snippy in these emails to him, and he was getting a bit snippy back to me and. Eventually, I got there, and this this fat lad, uh, long hair, gave me uh, an envelope and had front row tickets in it. I was like, "Ah, we upgrade, awesome!" Uh, yeah, and then, and then I went to that show and turned out he was in the main event against Tatanka, uh, uh, of all people. No, it wasn't the main event, but it was like the, one of the big events, big matches on the show. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, uh, my 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 Scottish wrestling career uh, or journey. Started with me in an email argument with uh, Braveheart. Wait, <laughs> so I think that's, that's kind of told the story from there. <laughs> it's one way to start, isn't it? It's one way to start. So, like, did you, like, were you aware of, like, the more Northeast stuff, like WrestleZone and, like, I know some promotions can't be our way. Like, were you aware of that at the time you were going to SW or was it always just kind of SW at this point? The weirdest thing was when I was going down to, um, I was going down to that hell for Lycra uh, in Perth at the Dure Centre. I drove past a sign that said WrestleZone in Lossiemouth, and it was that same Saturday. Mm. And like it's that sliding doors thing. I could have just went, oh, fuck, I'm not going down to Perth. I'll just go to this one in Lossiemouth instead. And I think it was one of the last ones they did in Lossie as well. Um, so I wasn't totally aware of a, a scene or anything like that. It was after that show where I started going, oh, what, what else is about here? And I saw um the icw stuff on youtube like their their, their vice documentary um but my only prior any live wrestling experience outside of going to wwe shows in aberdeen was uh a tribute show in 2001 and my only memory of it was uh mankind and a guy kept jumping onto the apron and he got punched mm. by mankind in the main event that's my only memory of it. It was it was so bad that even my, my dad took me. He thought, I'll be cool. Be fine. Go take him to the wrestling. And he said afterwards, I'm going to take you that shit again. 
So clearly went well, uh, as I showed in general. But no, Scottish wrestling, I didn't know much about or any of it until after I went to that show in Perth. You didn't have a good start, did you? Like, <laughs> your, your first actual show you went to, you had this whole tribute with guys getting punched. The second one, you had to have a whole ram raids just to get there. Like, it wasn't smooth sailing. So the fact that you kept going, clearly you were into it. Yeah, I mean, Chavo Guerrero, um, the year before, it was it was somehow, I wasn't I wasn't drunk or anything. I was just, just being a bit of a dick on Twitter. And I listed 10 reasons why Chavo Guerrero is an arsehole. And he blocked me on Twitter, rightfully so. And I think I didn't get far before he blocked me, but I know some of the reasons for things like... Um, leeching off his uncle's career was one of them <laughs> and he, I, I knew he wouldn't know who I was but I met him he was really nice and I felt really bad about it I mean after that I felt bad about it quite quickly after I did the list but you know when you're when you're young on Twitter you think you're you're untouchable and then you're really not yeah you're just going to be screenshot and be called a dick forever and thankfully I don't think they're on Twitter anymore so oh, my tweets yeah I deleted that account because otherwise it'd be very awkward to uh, dig up you'd be actually cancelled <laughs> exactly also what like what did Chavo ever do to you that you thought you had to make a 10 part sort of like list of why you don't like him like honestly I think it's because I really like Kerwin White and uh, <laughs> I don't know what? I have no idea I have no idea why I did it I, I just it was one of those things where I thought I was um, cool on the internet and then I've okay. grown up and realised I'm a very anxious person, so maybe not uh, call out folk on Twitter. That would be that would be the best thing to do in the future. Uh, so no, I, 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 I've I've uh, I've grown up since then. I, I can't remember how old I was at the time, but yeah, I just know travel blocked me because I was an absolute arsehole. Yeah. See, I've never been blocked on Twitter by a celebrity. That no one do you know of Sweet Pete, right? Oh, but, yeah. uh, I don't even know if he's Sweet Pete, but. <laughs> you not been like, don't even like the guy can get himself fucked if it's my goal. Him, right? My goal is to get Sweet Pete on the podcast as well. You've <laughs> ruined it already, right? Well, if he doesn't like me, then fuck himself. Um, have you not been blocked? You were blocked by a couple of people. Matt Hardy blocked me, um, probably deserved it. Well, so Billy, as a, as a fellow podcaster, um, you may know, um, TWFS. TWFS, the whole fucking show. Um, they were in around like the what culture, um, Brian Zane thing, and there was a whole drama between Adam Blompe and the guy from TWFS. Um, they were quite like a quite an interactive podcast back in the day. So like they had a thing called the Locker Room, which you think would be monetized, but it wasn't. Um, and like you'd join in, and they would record live, and they'd have like a chat room as they were recording, and like they would bounce off everyone and that sort of stuff, right? So it was quite close-knit. Sammy Guevara was actually part of it, and that's how I met Sammy Guevara um, online. Um, he won't remember me at all, but uh, I've still got some friends from that, actually. Um, so they had a feud with a Matt Hardy fan um, who was called... I can't remember what he was called, but he was this weird guy this proper weird guy and had this big feud with him and then Matt Hardy stuck up for the fan and then we all were asked to tweet Matt Hardy with the phone number for the host and be like right go on phone him get on the show come on deal with that um, and I realised that's why he's blocked me um, but he, he unblocked me eventually 
which I was confused at because he's not made a new account or anything. Okay. But like after a certain amount of time, he just I wasn't blocked anymore. So um, that's one. AJ Styles as well. Um, he blocked me, but I feel like that was that was just because okay. it was after he broke Lionheart's neck and he released the T-shirt saying "Breaking necks, cash and checks," and I called him an arsehole for it. I don't see anything wrong with that. That makes sense. Like I'm okay with that one, I suppose. Um, and that's about it. My pal once got blocked by Gold Dust in front of my face. Um, oh, I got blocked by Gold Dust as well because I like I like Black Rain. I got blocked <laughs> by him, but. That, that, I mean, I felt that was just him being a bit of a, a, a dick about it. But, you know, yeah. I, I said I like Black. It was nothing bad. Because I, I did. I genuinely liked Black Rain. Uh, I thought him and Relic, which is killer spelled backwards, was, was the coolest thing ever. So, it says more about him, doesn't it? Uh, well, my pal got blocked because he, we're sitting in modern studies and um, he went, oh, I'm going to tweet Gold Dust and see what he says. And he tweeted him going, Hey Gold, <laughs> I think it's a Goldberg. Um, Kilo got from that. Um, no. I, <laughs> what did I say? He said, "Hey Gold Dust, um, I love you, you big golden bastard." <laughs> um, was the first one, and then he tweeted him almost immediately afterwards, going, "Do you take golden shites?" Um, and he was immediately <laughs> blocked. <laughs> uh, if he can't take a laugh with that, that that's on him. Are you not also like blocked by like Nick Aldis? Oh yeah, Nick Aldis as well. That but you've one never I'm, tweeted him. That one I have no idea. I've only ever tweeted about him three times, and it was all positive stuff about how he was really good in Impact and all that. Was... And he was like, "No, but it's fine." Because as we found out in the last episode, his wife's an arsehole. His wife's an arsehole. <laughs> That's the thing. Every episode now, I want to mention that Mickey James is an arsehole. Until we get her on the podcast and confront her and ask her why you're an arsehole. I, I am blocked by two, well, no, one now, uh, Scottish wrestlers that I'm aware of. Uh, oh. I, I was I was blocked by Ted O'Keefe for a bit. That was fun. Uh, <laughs> Who gives a fuck? Although he's not a wrestler now, is he? Um, the other one, well, technically he's not a wrestler either. I'm, I'm blocked by Sean Walker. Do you remember Sean Walker? No. Uh, From was... Source. Source, yeah. Yeah. I don't know why. No, Kaylee does know him because yeah. remember um he was at um Chelsea's birthday. He used to uh, have, he's the one that had the gimmick where he thought he was black, didn't he? Was essentially the gimmick. Yeah. Yeah, him. Oh, uh, the one that told me about this for 40 minutes and I just kept going. <laughs> but no, I've I've no idea why he blocked me. I mean, I could probably it was not long after those speaking out stuff, so I could probably guess that I probably said something mean about someone he likes. But I, I, I genuinely don't know why he blocked me. Ted, I, I, I kind of guess because he's a bit thin-skinned. Um, Who gives a fuck? Exactly. Well, look at this. You're still doing podcasts. He's no wrestling. 1-0. There you go. Um, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe you just out with a 1-0. <laughs> it's like um, see the, at the end of the news where they show you the football scores. Oh, yeah. Oh, Billy Strachan won. Ted O'Keefe, no. The Bean won. <laughs> the Bean <laughs> <laughs> nah, this podcast is going to be called Kinky with the Bean. And everyone's going to be like, what? No, that'll be the title on YouTube. It'll be like yeah. Billy Strachan of SWN discusses the Bean. Next time you come on here, you need to be in full Bean Get Up. This is like your new thing. <laughs> time, yeah. time to get the bean juice out. Let's go. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> Moving on, right? Um, <laughs> to circle back, right? You mentioned obviously you'd been to like WWE house shows, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it's just funny because me and Kaylee were actually talking about this not long ago, like the house shows we went to. So, what was your first, your first show? Like, what was your first WWE show? Um, it opened with uh, Lance Cade and Trevor Murdoch against Crime Time. Okay, uh, there was. I, I used to be able to do the order of the show, but I'm I'm too old now to remember. But I know there was Jeff Hardy versus John Morrison because um, I was so excited. Uh, and he just Jeff had just won the Intercontinental title that Monday, and we were seeing this on the Wednesday. Mm. Um, there was the main event was uh, rated RKO with Lita against DX. Uh, oh, that was the main event. Uh, there was Ric Flair and the Highlanders against the Spirit Squad. And I, can't, I think I think maybe Lita against Victoria, maybe somewhere on there. Okay, um, I'm already gutted the fact that you saw you saw Jeff and Lita on the same show. I was gonna double check because this is the sort of shit that I do have still on the website. Um, when was when was that? Yeah, 2006, November 2006. It was. Was oh. this in Aberdeen? Yeah, at the ACC. Because 2006 was probably one of the few years I didn't go. I think I'd went in. Three, four, five, and then 2010 was the next time after that. Right, I've got the full full results. So, I go. uh, so Crime Time defeated Lansky and Trevor Murdoch. Hardcore Holly defeated Rob Conway. So that means he came out with the just look at me uh, theme, I think, at that point, which is amazing. Uh, Intercornell Championship was a fatal four-way. Jeff Hardy defeated Shelton Benjamin, Carlito, and Johnny Nitro with Molina. That'd been a uh, good, good match. It was, it was, it was Ace Hussman Don Bomb. I think I just about, I was, I was at sixteen at that point. I think I just my pants. Uh, <laughs> Tori Wilson and Mickey James, the arsehole, uh, defeated Lita and Victoria. Arsehole uh, again, for even defeating them. <laughs> Tess defeated Tommy Dreamer. Uh, John Cena defeated Omaga, and Ric Flair and Highlanders defeated the Spear Squad. Sabu defeated Kevin Thorne with Ariel. So I saw Sabu. <laughs> Show. Hold on a minute. What? What is this show? Is wait, it a carnival wait. of events? This has made me realise Sabu has been in Aberdeen. That shouldn't happen. That shouldn't be a thing. It no. was. Um, it was a road survivor series. So it's like because uh, ECW didn't get their own shows. So they had like some ECW folk on SmackDown ones, some on the Raw ones, oh, yeah. and then the main event was DX uh, defeating Rated RKO. And my mum was really excited because Edge got like his pants, his tights pulled down, so she oh. got to see Edge's arse. Uh, unfortunately, that. That did kind of wipe out the earlier time where we saw Ric Flair's arse. So, balances out. Ah, fair. Do you know, that sounds like an amazing show. Um, I have a t-shirt from that era of shows that I never went. Like, I have, like, the DX made of like, the UK slash, like, Ireland invasion talk thing that I got one time. But that sounds like a proper good show. Like, very best. random as well. Like... Sinu Maga and Sabu in like the same show. Thing is, like Aberdeen got some really, really good shows in that sort of time period, which is was strange because the ACC is tiny compared to like other arenas and stuff like that. I still don't understand why they used to do it. Oh, I went a couple times. That I didn't go to the last one of that run. That was two thousand nine. I think I was when Drew was wrestling, Mm -hmm. Uh, but I got to see some some. Uh, I was going to say bangers, but I'm 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 31. Uh, I'm not going to say say that as a descriptive thing for anything. Um, I, I saw things like I saw Snitsky when he was like full yellow teeth, bald head kind of style. Yeah. Uh, I saw I saw Johnny Jeter and when he was when he wasn't in the Spirit Squad, he had a match. Uh, 
Charlie Hoss when he was doing the parodies. He was rowdy Charlie Charlie Hoss because he came out uh, dressed oh. as Roddy Piper. There was some weird stuff in the Aberdeen shows, uh, but it was the best time. And I was I was I was the type of dick that took a replica belt as well. So I I held it up for uh, William Regal to look at, and I was like bowing to him. He just looked at me and shook his head like disgusted. <laughs> it was it was amazing. <laughs> Oh, genuinely, that sounds so fun. Do you know what's always raging, though? See, when you look back nowadays to think about the cool shows you saw back then, I wish I could relive them now because I'd appreciate it way more now. Mm. Like, that's always thinking about the, the show that, I, like, the one show that I went to back in the day when I was younger was, like, it was so good. And I said, like, Eddie Guerrero and that was there, which was in- insane. Like, Stone Cold was, like, special guest refereeing in my show. Oh, that was uh, 05, wasn't it? Because my mate went to that and he never let me down because he saw Christian as well. I never got to see Christian live. Yeah, Yeah. it was so good. Um, The whole show was so good, but I was like, it was cool then, but I didn't get to appreciate just how amazing it was till now. And I feel like now when you go, it may be different, like maybe like 10 years time, you'll be like, oh, that was so cool who I saw them. But just now I just feel like they don't have the same like stature as back then. This is the thing though, right? So see if you were a kid now and you went mm. to a house show and saw like Roman Reigns, you'd be like, ah, it's not Roman Reigns. But like for us, we're like, eh, it's Roman Reigns, isn't it? Oh, he's all right, isn't he? True. That might so, be it. So like, it's, it's strange because like, I think that generation, for us at least, and by the same thing as Billy, you're probably the same, it's like that era of wrestlers are kind of like the superstars mm-hmm. to us. Do you know what I mean? Like that's who you really think about is like, oh, they were the best. And it's just because you're in that sort of time frame, which is weird. And also, this has made me realise, I don't think I've ever seen Jeff Hardy wrestle. And I'm not happy with that, because I've seen almost everyone. I've not saw Jeff Hardy wrestle. And do you know something? I've not saw him in this country either. Well, that's his fault for a while. So, I, know, I saw Matt the next year as well. So I've kind of seen I've seen a trifecta of Team Extreme wrestling live, but I've only met one of them. I actually meet them. But um, it, when it, yeah, when those, those shows, the last one I went to... Um, I really wanted to go. It was one of the first times I came back after a long time and because it was AJ Styles against Dean Ambrose. Mm-hmm. I really wanted to see AJ Styles wrestle, so I was yeah. like, I had to go. Uh, I think Kelly had uh, like some sort of something wrong with her. She had a bad infection. She was supposed to go with me and didn't. So I, I drove through to Aberdeen, ACC, by myself to fight, to go watch the show by myself. I had an empty oh. seat next to me. And then I looked to the right and the next block over, there was Mr. P, William <laughs> Sterling, um, Scotty Swift, I think, was there, and it was just such a weird time because they, they all looked at me and went, Yeah, I was like, Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> what, are you, what are you doing? What are you doing in real life? Go, go away, yeah. <laughs> leave me alone. <laughs> well, that's the thing, like, things like that have happened. Like, so see, when we went to it was the NXT UK tapings they did in Glasgow, and it was just full of just indie wrestlers from Glasgow just in the crowd, and you're like, yeah. This is so strange. Like, it's and then the weirdest part was seeing, um. John Briley, one of the owners of Progress, just cutting about in a suit backstage. Like he just kept walking about the crowd with a wee suit because he's like a producer or something. Yeah. Like, this is just very strange. Because then it there, but also when they had like Raw and SmackDown in the Hydro, mostly for Raw, and I didn't have brilliant seats. I was kind of like up in one of the tiers. Um, and sitting there, I could see just people like milling around, and it was kind of like playing Where's Wally? Me and my friend Gary were like, oh, there's so and so, oh, there's so and so, oh, there's like. It was so strange, especially see when you see like, especially when you see like other like indie wrestlers like being in the crowd. It's just a weird, it's like a weird sensation because you're not used to that. So bunch of marks. We all are at the end of the day. So yeah, I mean the wrestlers are the biggest marks because they actually went and do some wrestling. Yeah. So 
True. Uh, <laughs> so, obviously, like we spoke briefly about going to SWE and all that sort of stuff, and you started noticing Scottish wrestling going to shows. So how how did like the the website come around? Like how did that become a thing? Like wanting to write about Scottish wrestling and all that sort of stuff. Right. So it started initially as uh, it was supposed to be like an online uh, YouTube magazine show kind of thing, and because I was only really a, aware of SWE and ICW at that point, um, I really only it was like an hour long. Thankfully, none of them are on line anymore because they were not great uh, i mean stuff i do now is not particularly enthralling but you know um it, it was in a magazine show about an hour long i'd talk about swe i'd play one of their promos and and that so it was called oswtv tv because i was part of an online community called uh, uh old school wrestling chat um which again is something i've talked about very recently in an episode that's coming out um the other mod on it was, was a guy called davin malloy and jay hunter was the other one who Ooh. went to osw review and so I did that. I did that for a bit. Um, like once a month, I'd I'd record something on my PlayStation Three using iCreate, edit yep. it together using iCreate, and and uploaded it via the PS3. Um, and I eventually I just I thought right, I'll make a website. Well, it wasn't even that. A, a guy drew Iron Drew Marshall. So you would have probably seen him in the Last Respect show you went to. Yes. Um, he contacted me and said, "Do you do you want to do interviews?" Um, and if you do, I'll I'll do one. And I wasn't aware; I didn't know who he was, because why would I? Um, I'm, this is very awkward. I I, I sit my beer and it kind of spilled over, so I'm just sorry about that. Well. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> right. Um, so Aaron Drew Marshall contacted me. What do do interview? Said he'll do one if if I want to do it. Fine, cool. Still no, I think it's still on the site. Um, we did that. I, I put it on Facebook because I had a Facebook page for for old school rest oh, uh, OSWTV. And eventually I was like, can I just put this on like a one place? Just put it on a website. So I created a WordPress, put it on there, and I thought, right, I'll do some more. And I kind of set out maybe like five to ten set questions I'd ask everyone and just sent it to everyone that I, that I knew in SWE, sent it to them. And then eventually I just started pestering other wrestlers for it. So there was a whole series of interviews called OSW TV Meets. And there's, there's some ones you might not, I, I don't again. I don't know if they're still on there, but there's some that you might not expect to be on there. I got like um, uh, Kaza G, who went on to be Session Moth Martina. Um, I got like I got like Sammy Jane, who's now Emerson Jane. I got quite a few like names that have went from like they're just starting out when I spoke to them, and now they're yeah. they're big deals. I got some nonces, but you know there was always a chance. Um, but I mean, some of them are on different registers for different reasons. But uh, I, I, so, I, so they weren't all good, but uh, or or all successful. But I started doing that, and then because I went to more SWE shows, I thought, oh, I'll do a bit. I'll write my, about my experience going to them. Yeah. And that's kind of how it spiraled. And then I kind of struck up a friendship with um, Andy at WrestleRopes, and he he took results from us, and we posted them on on our site. But um, before that, I did a I did like a five minute portion on Indie Corner mm-hmm. uh, for three episodes on their podcast because their directive was, um, "Do you want to talk about Scottish wrestling?" Yes. Okay. <laughs> right. Yeah. Send it to this address. Okay. How long do you want it? About five minutes. All right. And that was it. I haven't actually listened to the episodes. Uh, they're in our place that's blocked me. I think it's just because I'm 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 affiliated with I was was affiliated with Wrestle Ropes when it was about 
But um, yeah, so that's how it started. Anyway, it was it was Q and A's, and somehow it's it's spiraled from there. That's really cool. Like the fact that you've taken it a whole like a whole place from there. Like, I think that's really interesting. I love hearing people like where they start from to where they get to now. I'm just a bit weird like that. Like so, yeah. It's quite it's quite fascinating because again, I think that's the thing. Like because I mean, we'll, we'll sort of transition into the podcast, but I think now you're probably more known for the podcast now than like yeah. the actual site, which is strange to me because obviously I knew you through the site and like, oh, that's Billy from West. I mean, the first time I met you, you were the guy with the belt because um, I don't know if you've still got it, um, but I don't know if Kaylee knows this, but Billy used to have an OSW TV belt. I don't I have heard. it anymore. Um, it was it was spray painted gold, and uh, so Brent, was. Carter, Brent Carter won it in the day of birth bonanza, which I couldn't call Billy's birthday bash because Mickey Vagel put out an episode the month before called Mickey's birthday bash. Aww. Oh, because he he did the photo with it, didn't he? He did the, he did the Shawn Michaels photo with it. Yes, he did. And I've not saw this. He is planning. We're planning to have him defend it on the episode that will go out for the finale on July first. He will be defending the title. I love Ooh. it. I love it. Yeah, because that's what I, re- I remember you having that belt and being like, okay, that's a guy with a belt. Right? <laughs> oh, fuck, fucking nerds. Because <laughs> I think, it, I'm trying to think of what show that would have been because I didn't go to much shows because bef- before I knew who you were. Because yeah. I think I went to the first Anarchy at the Ballroom, which I know you went to that. Mm-hmm. Um, did you have the belt at that show? Um, not that I remember. There's only two times I remember taking it to shows. Um, or not even to shows. I remember taking it to one in Nairn. Um, because Alan Sterling uh, grabbed it and hit someone with it and shouted, Look, this guy has a toy belt. Uh that convinced <laughs> me to stop taking it with me. Yeah. And the other time was when I met Roddy Piper, the second time when he came to Inverness. And I it's such a, it's ruined the photo. Uh, that yeah. I have with them because every time I look at it, I go, "Why? Why did you take that with you?" Uh, so, so that's the only two times I remember taking it with me. But there's Maybe. a possibility I took it to an Aberdeenarchy. It might have been. I might have been. You might have not had the belt, and I've just mixed up so many memories in one. But yeah, uh, we'll I talk. I about- think so. See, just taking that back a minute. The fact that you get people that take belts to shows is one level of person. But someone taking their own personal belt to shows oh, is like a whole new type of fan. Like, hey. I always believe if you take it, you should defend it. That's why I've stopped taking the belts because I find that that seems to be coming as a threat and a rule that if you take a replica belt, the only times I would take a belt now would be if I got if I needed if needed if I wanted someone to sign it. So if I was going okay. to an anarchy and it, like that's why I've got the European belt behind me signed by the Hurricane and DDP. Because mm. I went to a show they were on and I got it signed. Yeah. Uh, but otherwise, I wouldn't. I wouldn't take a belt to a show now because, you know, I'm 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 grown up. You, you know feel what? as well that you're like I couldn't defend it. Like I was happy oh, no. for anyone to try and defend my belt when I took it to Liverpool, but no one was game. Because <laughs> <That's laughs> like there was a there was a belt collector at for Love of Wrestling that like had like a full like a, an insane collection like. They had the old ROH title, they had the AW title, they had all the WWE titles, the NWA, the Big Gold, like so many New Japan, like the New Japan title as well. And like, I was like, that's cool, right? But it's a lot of money to spend on things that socially you can only keep in your house. 
Like one or two, fair enough. But see that level, how do you display all those? Well, what put me off the Europe, taking the European belt to shows was I took it to my first W3L one and it was in Elgin. And I've never felt more anxious and terrified to, because I was wearing it, because of course I was. Uh, I had my, my hoodie on top of it. So I was, tw- oh, was old. I was 23 when I did this. So again, old enough to know better. And that was that was a very anxious walk between the, the Elgin Town Hall to my flat because oh. I was like, if someone stops me and, and uh, tries to and notices it, I, I'm, I'm not going to be able to defend it. I will be battered and I will lose it. Uh, so that was that was one of the last times I took it. That was also the same show I bought a, a Sinkara mask that I ended up losing in Dundee. It was, I'm not very good with my money. That's <laughs> a very like story, but see off the back of that though, I have a question. So people oh, no. wear them differently. See when you, since you have, you're a belt collector. How do you wear your mm-hmm. belt? What's your go-to like wearing pose round, round here? Is it over one shoulder? Is it like, how do you do it? What's your go-to? Uh, over a right shoulder. Okay. I'm, I'm a classic man like that. Sometimes I'll uh, I'll uh, flip it the bottom bit up. So like, you know how Jeff Jarrett used to wear it in, in TNA, the NWA belt. Yeah. Sometimes I do that, but no, that's 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 how I like to wear it. That's why when I look at, it's such an irrational like thing that I get peeved by. But when I see fans getting pictures taken when they're wearing the belts, and mm-hmm. not that they're wearing them wrong, but I'm like, you've watched wrestling there. long enough to know that's not how you you hold a belt. It's like yeah. when you were you were um, talking about uh, folk getting into the ring. That's another thing that that <sighs> when I watch it, I'm going, "You've yeah. watched wrestling long enough. You should know how to get into a ring." Exactly. You know, like I, I don't get it. Also, when you say wear it over your shoulder, now do you clip the belt or do you keep it free hanging? Uh, free hanging. That's that's my preferred option. I feel like if if I if I have it clipped, it kind of like bows the the actual strap itself. And because okay. I haven't got the restrap, they're just cardboard in the middle anyway. So I try to keep yeah. them as as nice as possible, which is annoying because the undisputed belt is so like bulky mm-hmm. that if I have it like that, it it does kind of bend. But if I have, I can't put it on my wall because you know, true, because uh, you know I've, I've I'm lucky to have it out. That's <laughs> that's what I'm saying there. Uh, but all other places, it's on the floor. I don't want to have it on the floor, so I'm gonna have oh, to. Oh yeah, that's the compromise. It's kind of a little bit bowed, but. Yeah, it's it's fine. A couple, a couple, uh, an hour or so over the shoulder, and then it's all fixed. See, I totally get you. I like to clip it just because it will. I talk a lot with my hands. I am always moving about, and if not, it just flaps, and just I feel like it would hit someone or it would fall off, etc. So I'll be like a handbag, <laughs> hold it. <laughs> but that's just me, right. Kyle. You don't have a say on it, do you? No, you don't really wear belts. No, I do not have any. I mean. Uh... I would like to, but my issue is I, my favourite belt is like the niche one. It's like I would, the only WWE belt I'd probably get would be the Big Eagle, but they only sell them now with the WWE logo on it, mm-hmm. not the WWF logo. So I'd have to get like it made from like an, one of those, or I'd get an old one, um, mm-hmm. which are very expensive now. Um, other than that, maybe the, actually the, the North American title, I like that one. Um, that's really about it. But then I've always wanted the Ring of Honor, like not the original one, the one that like Adam Cole kind of wore a lot. That one. Okay. Um, that's kind of like my my favorite belt ever. But yeah, those ones are, are expensive, I guess. But so I wish I could. I wish I could have justified. Remember when uh, Pride uh, Wrestling shut? Yeah. And and they put their belt on eBay for three hundred pounds. 
I I wish that I could ha- I had the expendable uh, income to just buy it. Yeah, just because that would have it would have uh, really kind of dug into me being a, a bit of a Scottish wrestling nerd. It would be having one of the the belts from from Pride, but um, I that's why I got the the my only belt I got um as a gift. I got my undisputed title. That was the first one I got. I got it for my 18th birthday. Um, it was the coolest thing ever. It's, it wasn't the WWE title I wanted. I wanted the big the um I the big eagle the actually one. I was still thankful I had a belt. So there's so many pictures, again, not online. They're on they were on Bebo of me uh posing with it when I had when I had hair and I had it um I had it streaked blonde as well. So and I didn't realise until about after about fifteen photos in that I had needed to put the nameplate on. Uh so I put the nameplate on. It's just a blank one. And then after that, eBay was my friend. I got the cruiserweight for eighty and I got That's really good. And I got the European WAF plated um, for 120. I think it was. So oh. again, I, I had I had a lot of all I was paying for at that point was digs and petal. That was all I needed to pay for. So I was like, I'm buying yeah. all the fucking belts. Yep. Well, that's the thing. Like belts, like genuinely, I wish I could have more, but they're so expensive. Mm-hmm. The two that I would like to get next, because I've got the women's one. They did like a China's version, like I kind of like they made one. It's got like China stuff all over it, which is really cool. It was never obviously real, but I think it's really interesting. But I really want the UK title just because I like how it looks. I would think that'd be really cool to have. And then I could live out my Pete Dunn fantasies. So I just think the belt looks really nice. That's kind of dodgy how I said that. I also ordering Kyle a singlet, a maroon singlet as well. Me, I would order Pete Dunn if he would come to my gaff, but apparently that's not okay. Um, no, but genuinely, I think that'd be so cool to like just have that belt because like such, I think it's the nicest belt that they've made in the last like so many years. That and the North American are the two that stand out. Everything else is a bit garbage, so yeah. I think it's cool. So before we started nerding out about belts, um, we're talking about obviously the the site and and how it came about, but now obviously. The podcasting is kind of like your your big thing mm-hmm. um, that everyone kind of probably knows your face for. So, how did that even start? Like, how did that really come out? Obviously, you said you started with like the the YouTube sort of stuff, but how did the, it transition into this podcast? So, I, I did some um, recording. I, I did hostel radio for a bit, um, which I, I liked, but there were so many like because host, hospital radio. There's so many songs you can't play, and I kept forgetting that. Um, you know, so I, I did that for a bit, and because I did that, I uh, I interviewed some folk. I think what was it? No, actually, that's a lie. The first one interview I did that I remember was with um, Michael, well, now Michael Chase, who was Mikey at the time, and Rollins, uh, who turned out to be some fucking serial killer name. I can't remember what it is. Sean Mercer. Um, I did that. Did it on my phone. So I had I had recording equipment because I was I was doing an MFR course. That was it. I was doing a radio course in MFR. So they let us have recording equipment to take home. And I was like, fuck, I could just like phone these guys, put the recorder next to it. Done. So I did that. I quite enjoyed it, but it was it was I didn't enjoy it enough to keep doing it. So I did a couple other ones. I did uh, one live on the radio with with uh, our good pal Braveheart. Did one up there oh. as well. Uh, which was about health for like that. I did sure did another one as well. And then it was it was kind of the plan was it was gonna be me and uh, a name that Kyle knows well, it was me and Kevin Morrison were gonna do 
a podcast and we're going to talk about going to shows, we'll do reviews and all that kind of stuff. And then it kind of fizzled out mainly because he just didn't want, to, well, I, I don't know if he didn't want to do it, he just didn't really make effort to do it. Sounds yeah. right. Um, <laughs> so then I was doing hostel radio and um, W3L was coming to Elgin and I contacted Mike Musso and I was like, I do a hostel radio thing, do I do a giveaway? We'll do a bit of an interview. And then I spotted that. It was fine. It was about five minutes long. Anyway, it's a long story short. I did all that. Didn't quite get. Didn't quite enjoy it. Wasn't taken to it. And then when the pandemic started, I was like, right, I've got no results. I've. Uh, I think I've reviewed everything I can at that point. There was no, no more Scottish shows to watch, except for what to watch uh, WWE Retribution on a VHS copy. Probably all I had left. Um, and then I was like, oh, fuck it. I'll try this. I'll try this Zoom thing and do some interviews. So I don't know why I picked Omar Mohammed as my first guest. What a great first choice. It just it's just something about him. I think it was mainly because because we kind of struck up a little bit of a friendship after I'd mercilessly fucking tore him apart in my W3L Action Academy uh, review. I watched I it. It was fucking terrible. Uh <laughs> and he's he's it was one of the worst shows I've ever watched on YouTube. I think it's still on YouTube. I don't know why. It's one of those ones where I reviewed it. I ripped it. I was not very complimentary about anything. And Johnny Lyons was on the show. And he he came up to me at a, a wrestling show not long afterwards. I thought, oh, fuck. Because it's, it's Johnny Lyons. And he, he came to me and went, I have no idea why Mike put that on YouTube. And you're absolutely right in everything you put. And I was like, oh, that's fine. Johnny says it's okay. <laughs> I'm all right with it. Uh, anyway, yeah, I mocked uh, Omar's shoes. That was the kind of crux of it all, because he had trainers and kick pads on, but the Converse and kick pads on. No, oh, no, no. no, no. That's no, like no. the guy we saw who had the vans and kick pads. It's Why wrong. do people keep doing this? Yeah, so, wrestling boots are cheaper. Just get wrestling boots. So I don't know why like I said I don't know why I picked him as my first, but I contacted him. Uh, sounds sounds very romantic. I picked him <laughs> as my first. Uh, so <laughs> I I contacted him. He was up for it. And how it goes. And uh, we did, the plan was to do 30 minutes, talk about wrestling, done. That's it. Done. Over. So I did that. Uh, this was arranged about a week before speaking out happened. Oof. So that was you have a choice, oh, 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 absolutely. That was, that, was, <laughs> that was a bit of a terrifying time. Um, and I was really waiting. I was, I was like, I wasn't waiting on like going, oh, Omar going to be next, but I was like, please, the fuck, please don't be Omar. It comes <laughs> up in these things. Um, so I spoke to him. Great. It went kind of well. I recorded it in my kitchen because uh, the fridge is behind me in the video and kept it about 30 minutes, 33, 33 minutes. I was all right with it. Put it out. Did okay. Uh, next one was uh, Zach Leon and who wrestled in SWE, but he'd kind of moved to, to Fair City. Um, interviewed him about 30 45 minutes, fine. And then the next one was Kevin Williams, uh, who goes, goes by our name in, in certain circles, but uh, I, I will respect his wishes to never be called that name again, even though everyone will know what it is. Um, I spoke to him, and some it, this went fucking haywire because my dog arrived with a, a squeaky toy, oh, to play with, nah. and I'd left the front door open so she would just piss off, and then. An ice cream uh, van arrived, so I'm recording in my living room, and 
it's like you see that TikTok where it's got the, the pub and it's got the the wifey <laughs> with the long hair dancing and then the midget oh, turns up and yeah. then the old man's it. That's how it felt like as I was like recording as the dog came in squeaking and then the fucking ice cream truck arrived and I was like going this is this is terrible. But that that's kind of how the podcast went at that point. It was just it went yeah. a bit. I'll start. I didn't even do research at this point. I didn't do research till episode twenty or something like that. Um, so I went with my memory only, and I thought I'll oh, have a quick, nice chat, and I did all that only till the episode with Sarah Marie Taylor is when I decided I need to do research on these things mm-hmm. because that was the one I I blanked on. But oh. podcast itself, it was it was deemed because I couldn't do anything else, so I started it during the pandemic. Yeah, and yeah. that actually brings us on to um, an interesting question because. When I ask the first one, you're going to know what the second one is. But, like, what is, what's your favourite podcast you've done so far? Like, what is your, I know it's hard to choose, but what is, yes. like, your best one? Um, Best one, I really, uh, I'm not saying it because you're on here, but I really enjoyed doing the Wrestle Ropes one. Um, I did for the, the first year anniversary of the podcast. I really enjoyed doing that because it was, it was a bit different because I wasn't, like, I wasn't speaking to a wrestler. We were just having a, just a chat between the three of us and, yeah and have a good time um as far as like actual wrestler guests um i i love all the chats i've had with sky yeah because because they just never go the way i think they're gonna go they just kind of oh. <laughs> i bring up something and he'll bring up something else and i'll answer something about it and then he just goes off in like a 20 minute chat about it and i just sit there watching it and and that's that's amazing i love the episode with johnny Lyons as well that was another episode i'm really proud of um ian skinner is probably another favorite i had out there oh, but there's there's so yeah. many because I've, I've recorded so many but the second one i did ian was was because he came to me with the idea of it going i want to do something like uh what's his name andre something you know eric andre eric andre you want to do something like that um so he told me not to prepare anything yeah and he would prepare the questions honestly that was so chaotic that i loved it like that is that's my the, energy that's I, the cucumber one isn't it it is, yeah. yeah. But it blew his mind about a cucumber. Uh, yeah. Uh, again, this is not good for out of context stuff. But it was, it was the <laughs> fact that my internet died halfway through it. And then he literally, there is a good 10, 15 minutes that's missing because he kept talking and I couldn't interrupt him. I, try, I kept trying to interrupt him because I was trying to tell him, your, your screen's frozen. My oh. screen's frozen. My computer needs to go off to, oh. to restart. And he kept talking. He, was, he just kept going. And yeah, when we came back, like I said, a good 10, 15 minutes lost. He was like, right, this is a great idea. What I'm going to do is I'm going to pretend that I told you the most epic story in the world. Yeah. And and that's and that's how it's going to start when we restart again. So that's why he's he's in the corner uh, mm-hmm. telling me the end of a, an epic story of someone dying, I think it was. And then I'd, I'd tell him that, that none of it got recorded. <laughs> no, that is one of my favourite interviews you've done, just because, again... I think that dynamic is so funny, mostly because Ian is like here and like all over, and you're like, "What? Like, yeah. what is going on?" But I wore again, a hat for that episode as well. That's that was a little like, uh, "Oh, yeah. wildly crazy over here." It's honestly, I love it. And again, his chaotic energy, same brainwaves as me, and I was like totally on par with it. It kept me that's entertained. The, that's the thing, and I think that's why I like. He's probably one of my favorite in the scene just now is because he is like that outside of wrestling. Like, yeah. that, that those podcasts you've done with him, 
he's not acting up for the camp. That's that's just how he is, which makes it even funnier. Do you know what I mean? That's the yeah. that's the best part of it all. But uh, I mean, those those are some good episodes. I mean, you've got obviously the one where Scotty killed a man. In, in oh yeah. So <laughs> if you there's some there's some fantastic stories. Here's the thing, right? And again, we'll, we'll kind of talk about your, your plans for the future. Obviously, you've got baby tracking coming and stuff like that. But honestly, I think you could carry the next however long you know you want to take your um, parental leave with just clips of stories that these wrestlers have told you over the last what two years because yes. it is mental. Like genuinely, some of the stories that you've been told are you could probably just do like six months with Scotty alone. To be honest, yeah. Jimmy, cl- clip that up your shorts. I was, I was so like, because I was trying. To, I think people when they come onto to my podcast, because because I do, because I have the website and everything, they try to keep some sort of professionalism. Uh, Scotty just does not give a fuck, which is even better. But uh, but like the one with Aspen, uh, which I was really nervous for, uh, because it's it's Aspen, uh, and it, the fact that he went so into detail on the recording of the Marty Jones story, yeah. Um, and then I felt like it was nice little accompaniment with the Vago one because he kind of finished the, the bits that he couldn't put on my one. Yeah. Uh, and well, I mean, I got the whole story after the recording because he, I just, I needed to know everything about this. Uh, but yeah, I like it is weird that that yeah they, they do tell some wild stories, but most of the cases they try to keep keep professional on mine, and then you go into Vagos and then they just go wild uh, with it with the remaining. It's 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 a nice little uh, dynamic, even though. Uh, we're not technically uh, affiliated, I suppose. Although I have been a guest on it, so I don't know. I don't know how well, it you, works. You technically are. Like you've made it on a t-shirt, and I think that's with nice. the whole thing, like you've got you're the serious one. Vega mm. a bit more wild one, and that's kind of like what this is here. It's like Kyle's like so Billy. Like tell me about me doing a podcast, and I'm gonna be like so Billy. Tell me about how you were the bean. Like you know <laughs> I, I mean? knew like, you were gonna say that. I was like, God, you're just gonna go. I love uh, it. Tell me more about the bean. Right, no, I get like fixated on things and that is all I want to know about now. Like, honestly, I'm going to have to have a separate podcast, just me and you talking about this story. If like, I, I if want it I all. Find, I'm sure on my hard drive, um, which I actually have here, that this, this hard drive holds so many photos of, of regret. Okay. Uh, I might have screenshots on 2K of, of or not 2K, of Smackdown versus Raw, of the bean uh, holding a belt. I think, I think, it is like red shirt, black tie, uh, pretty much. I didn't really. I liked a bit of MCR a little bit, but that's kind of the vibe I was going for with the clown carter yeah. as well. So I might have it somewhere. So I, I, if I find it, I will. I will send it to you. Oh, oh do you, know you should have right? So you obviously mentioned your faction name, right? Here's a tag team for you, right? You're the Bean. You have a tag team partner called the Cheese. Bean and Cheese Melt. That blows up what I said earlier on. I said have a load of these, like a clique called the Breakfast Club. I like that. I mean, we could go into 1980s uh, WWF and we could have uh, uh, an African-American guy called Hash Brown. You know, it can all work. <laughs> oh, Billy cancelled again. <laughs> I'm out. I'm out. I'm tapped. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> that's brilliant. Um, so... Obviously, I've asked your favourite experience in the podcast, right? Mm. And How about again, the drama? Again, you can choose not to answer this, but have you had any negative experiences on the podcast? Um, 
the guy who, who I won't probably won't mention their names and go back and watch the episodes. I can tell you afterwards. Um, the guy who is owned out of a question that's fairly up there. Uh, when I started asking a question, I saw him physically just zone out of me asking a question. That's pretty high. Um, see, I know you're thinking I'm going to say the shambles episode, and I enjoyed it. I just can't watch it back because it was it was just not. It was just I can't I can't watch I can't watch the, the four of us try to sing. Uh, I want it that way back. It just it's not possible. Um, but no, the episode itself, I, I didn't mind recording. Uh, the one with Sarah Marie Taylor or Serena Rose, I think she's going by now. Um, that was more on me not preparing, and we kind of was wrapping up the conversation, and then went, uh, "Oh, what's your social media?" She told me, "Oh, what can, what venue do you like wrestling in?" And I just felt, "Oh no, I shouldn't have went back. I should have just stopped at that point, and then that was it." Um, Joe Henry, mainly because. Only because I tried to be clever and set up a Zoom meeting instead of just sending him the link. And he kept emailing me going, are you in the Zoom chat? And I was in the Zoom chat. I went, yeah, but, but I'm in Zoom chat too. <laughs> I, I realized I had to click on the same link to get into the actual Zoom chat. So that was a good 15 minutes of awkwardness. Oh. Uh, so instead of an hour I got with him, I got 40 minutes, which I mean, I think that was fine. But no, the worst episode was the guy zoning out of an episode. That's that's by far my worst experience recording. Yeah. Have you ever had any, like, and this could be like the site as well, have you ever had any, like, backlash from anyone based off, like, the content that's been on the podcast? Like, see if anyone's told, like, a story and then someone comes for you for it. Like, is that, has that ever happened? No, I've been quite lucky um, for the for the podcast anyway. I think the closest I came to it was, was some bit tension when um Yunji Maki asked me to do record an episode with him and because he was kind of he, he was getting implicated in connection with someone else in this whole speaking out thing um and that was a really tense episode to record wasn't comfortable doing it and but I did it because he he wanted to kind of tell his story and all that kind of stuff so I was like I'll do it but I don't feel comfortable doing it um, and I also recorded, I think, the day after I watched uh, something on the Thunderdome. So I was fucking knackered at the same time. Yeah. So, it, and then his video didn't work. So it's an episode where there's no video either, but it's on YouTube just with a, a, a picture instead. And that wasn't, I had, I forgot about that till you mentioned it. So that's probably, <laughs> that was probably outside of the guy's own, his own night of a, a question. That was not my favorite one to record because I didn't feel comfortable doing it. Of course. Like that wouldn't have been an easy time. For you at all but mm-hmm. fair play on you at least tell them how you feel like that's yeah. what you had to do on the site interestingly enough um i got contacted by one of the then um like co-coaches or maybe co-owners of a company in livingston um who contacted me not happy i was covering ssw because i'm up here in the northeast i don't hear any of the, the bad, like the bad stuff i i just hear surface things i don't get the gossip i'm not mm-hmm. like not like old Davy Meltzer getting all the all the, the goss and all that. Um, and they contacted me and was not happy that we were covering them and they would they would want their promotion pulled if we continued to. And I was like, all right, I'll just I'll keep doing it. I just didn't respond. Turns out the guy who messaged me then was implicated in speaking out. 
So you I mean you can't? It's like oh. fucking. What is it? Um, what's the phrase? If you're those in glass houses, should throw stones. Yeah. Kind of thing. It's like I contact me to remove a, a site, a, a promotion that's run by unsavory people. I ended up doing that anyway. Uh, but then be a nonce yourself. That's uh, that's a bit weird. Um. Oh, the website stuff. Yeah. The 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 way I was no longer uh, friends with anyone in SWV. That's, that was up there. Um, that was more the Facebook page, though, because after Hell for Lycra one year, um, Randy Valentine um, put out a video saying he did not get paid uh, for his match, and I posted it on our Facebook page. Awesome. And this caused a whole thing of of uh, Big Braveheart uh, having a fucking meltdown, and he kept contacting me. Yeah. about it and said well next time you come down to dundee we'll have a chat about it i was like well, i'm not fucking going down dundee again yeah. <laughs> no 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 uh jesus no and then he said if you don't take that video down then i will contact uh, this is this is the best but i will contact facebook and get your page removed i oh, because he's got the he's yeah. going to be on the phone <laughs> being like oh hi facebook take this man yeah. down shut up yeah so I had that, and then obviously, then I did the preview for Five Star Wrestling when they were in Dundee, and that that kicked off a fucking shit ton of stuff as well with the the old SWE army. I think there's like three of them left now. Uh, that that had a an army about that, and oh, it's just yeah. There's been some stuff. This is why I don't really air my my own like proper <laughs> views on Twitter because I just yeah. I'm nay for it. I'm nay for confrontation. I'm nay for it at all. I'll give you the, the facts. I'll give you the news. That's it. This is reminding me of something, right? And the annoying thing is I've, that was a perfect segue into my questions about SW, but we'll, we'll get to that because this is just springing to my mind. Wasn't there... Didn't you have someone under a pseudonym who was, like, writing reviews and it ended up... A lot of it was, like, around ICW and stuff and that caused a lot of stuff. Oh yeah, Doctor Bedlam. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, I did. Um, yeah, that there was the one about. Uh, I don't know how you feel about mentioning uh, folk that were on speaking out, but um, yeah, that was okay. that was the requiem requiem for Chris Renfrew. That one yeah. did not go down well for a what lot. What was this all about? I, do I, st- I don't think I still have it. I still have it in the drafts, but it was Doctor Bedlam, just pretty much calling out Chris Renfrew for pretty much fucking up all the young talent that are coming in because he was taking over the booking. So that was Wouldn't kind of the agree? crux of it. Uh, oh, it's still there. Yeah. Um, October 26, 2018, uh, the Bedlam Report, Requiem for Renfrew. Uh, I, I saw that got a lot of hits and I couldn't, I couldn't check, figure out why. And I saw that there was a link kickback from uh, UKFF. Uh, and there, and pretty much all the quote tweets, quotes on that on UKFF was like, Fuck, this guy's just went in on Renfrew, and yeah, it was it was a really long rant about um, Renfrew like dicking about and and uh, fucking up things for divers, uh, kings of catch, and I think dragging BT Gun down as well. So yeah, it was it was not the most complimentary thing. I mean, it took me fucking ages to edit it for one. But uh, secondly, it was yeah, it was yeah, it was not very complimentary on on old Chris Renfrew. Didn't didn't Doctor Bedlam end up getting invited to the asylum? Yes, Mark Dallas messaged, emailed me, uh, or messaged the site, 
and and invited uh, Doctor Bedlam to to the asylum for an interview. No. He wanted to interview Dallas. I wish much... I, I wish he did that. I wish there was a way to obviously hide Doctor Bedlam's identity yeah. while doing it. And like that, that, that would have been brilliant. But but uh, the reply from Bedlam was no. <laughs> also, no. what did he think was like? This is the thing which I don't understand. What did he think was going to happen? Did he think he was going to invite them down there and then scare them into thinking that Renfrew was there or so? Because oh. he is. That's it. I don't know what the end game for that was, and yeah, yeah I don't understand it. Um, I don't understand any of these these fucking promoters of that just inviting like arseholes like me that are on the internet um, speaking about it, reviewing because our opinion at the end of the day, if we don't like it, <clears throat> fuck, put on a. People are paying to go to shows anyway, so yeah. What's what's the matter with my opinion uh, that that's going to change everything? If if I was getting a million hits on the site, fair enough, mm-hmm. but I don't know. So. Leave me into my bubble. Leave me in my bubble, mm-hmm. moaning about wrestling, and f- leave me alone at shows. That's pretty much all I ask. And, and this is the thing: when you go to shows, right? Like, and we've we've noticed this as well. It's like there's obviously a few people who pay attention to like your podcast and your site and all that sort of stuff, and like they'll reference stuff from the, the podcast and stuff. But the majority of people that go to shows, at least we go to, are oblivious. Mm. Do you know what I mean like they yeah. they are oblivious to even existing? So like, I mean, you don't really impact anything that major. You know I mean, if anything, I think the wrestlers take more interest in what you have to say than the than the actual fans, which is which is funny. Which you know what I think is interesting though, and I'm not saying that like what we say is gospel, right? We are just three people that is, just we are geniuses. What it is? Well, I might we know everything be, about wrestling. We're better over. than them. All things. But I think it's interesting, though, because the people that listen to what you have to say, whether it's positive or negative, and make changes, it's they, they, like, they grow with it because they realise that this is how fans feel. And then you get the people who come back and complain about it, and they are still in the same bubble, and they're still shite. So. Well, this is something I realised after our last review. And again, I'm not going to name names and all that sort of stuff, but... See the people, that, and you might be the same with this, but actually, um, kind of a lot of people like to reach out in private. Like the people who tend to reach out after you do like a review on a show or you do a podcast, the people who pull you aside to talk about it tend to be the people who are better okay. and more successful. But you put two and two together, I guess. You know, that's, that's what it is. So uh, I don't know. But um, for, for me, for that, I've had a couple of people pull me aside after reviews. Um, again, it's privately, so I wouldn't mention who they are. But it's 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 always constructive. It's like when I do a review, I try my best to, if I'm going to say something negative about it, I either offer, like, they could have done this. Mm-hmm. And then I, I kind of cement it by going, but I am just a fan. This is what I yeah. would like to see. Um, so I mean they could because there is there is wrestlers um, was it? it was the episode with Murphy where he he which went out it went out I put it out on YouTube and everything um, when I spoke about his like performance and saying that I didn't quite get Murphy at first and I, I'm liking this uh, that was before he was part of the outfit um, but I was interested to see where it would go like he's he's definitely got some a potential of something mm-hmm. and then he kind of, he kind of went on about going uh, I don't really listen to to fans opinions I'll listen to my coaches. Aye, but we're paying the money to come in to see you. So yeah. you kind of want to listen to some of us. Um, maybe not all of us, but, you know, 
I'm not, if if you're not listening to anyone, if you listen to the coaches, which will be fine, you'll do your in ring stuff, great, excellent. But if nobody cares about you, if if we're online going, I don't understand what the connection to this character is. I don't understand the completion of this. I don't understand what's happening. Then I'm going to go for a piss during your match yeah. because I don't care. You're not making the effort to. To prove. I'm not saying that's Mur- what Murphy's doing. I'm saying on that point. <laughs> yeah. So if Billy leaves point, during Murphy yeah. matches, that's we don't know. I was on that on that point saying if you don't listen to anyone but your coaches, if you're not listening to any fans or or, or taking in any criticism, mm-hmm. then then you're not going to connect with fans. You're going to do your yeah. wrestling good, but you're not going to connect to fans at all because well, exactly. you're not listening to us. Yeah, a hundred percent. Because I think at the end of the day, and again, we are three people. We mm-hmm. are not the be all and end all. But we have seen a lot, maybe some more than other people in some areas and stuff, and we kind of have a thing. And on the back of that, and even turning the tables, when people say anything to us, again, we've had like quite good feedback, and I'm, I'm going to guess you've had the exact same. You're, you're mm-hmm. being very successful in what you're doing. If we ever get feedback on something, we would take it on board. Like, it might just be one person's opinion, but I'll take it on board if someone says something. I'm surprised no one yet has told me that I'm a gobby wee shite to, to calm down. But it's probably going to come soon. And I'm I mean, just accepting that. They so, probably they already have said you're a gobby wee shite, but they've said they like it. Well, there's the, that. <laughs> I mean, so, they can give me criticism. I might have a wee cry, but I'll still take it on board yeah. and, and put it out there. But speaking, <laughs> like, I know how you want to get on to SWB, so I've got the, the way to do that. Speaking of criticism, um, I did loads of reviews uh, for them because I was going down Dundee to watch the shows. Um, and um, Braveheart, uh, himself pulled me aside after a show because I was on the show. I think I was, um, I was doing that fucking SWGM shit. Oh, we'll get uh, to that. Oh, I know you will. Um, I will need to go for a quick bathroom break before we do that, so, right, yeah. so we can actually speak about it properly. <laughs> but uh, yeah, he, he said, right, you're, I like your reviews, of course, it does, uh, but they're a bit too positive. And I, and I like to write what I like. Okay. I, do, I don't want to, at that point, I wasn't like super critical of anything. I was going, I like this bit. I like this bit. This is nice. Excellent. Cool. This is how the match finished. Uh, or, or as I think Martin once once called a, a, a review on our site, um, what I did on my holidays. That's, that's <laughs> kind of what I was doing. Uh, so he said, you need, you need to be a bit more crit- uh, critical. Uh, and the next one I did was the last Hell for Like I went to. Uh, because I couldn't go back, I, I wasn't going back after that. Um, it was the one with Animal, and I was not very complimentary on the show because they they sold a dud. They didn't sell. They were selling Demo versus Animal, okay, which didn't happen. Oh, good. Because um, Animal turned up to interrupt. Uh, Demo got beaten down by by the Trident, one of which is now uh, Stephen Air Miles. Um, and Animal ran out to interrupt and he was in his joggies and a t-shirt. He wasn't even in his ring gear. <sighs> that was irritating as it was. Um, and then there was a, a, a six-way flag match and the flag was a yes flag for independence, which annoyed me because you shouldn't be bringing that shit into the Yeah, into it's not involved in this. Uh, not, uh, someone who, who got uh, cancelled due to speaking out won it and then proceeded to in a heel and then they wiped their arse with the flag which again that's that's dividing your audience straight away because yep. there's folk they'll be there that'll be voting no and all that um and then made a, a guess on the attendance of the show and i think i was pretty accurate at about 300 and i got messaged by by him by by braveheart and he said uh, the actual attendance was 
well, it wasn't Braveheart, it was the other one on the register with one leg. Um, he, he, he messaged me and said it was, it was actually 550. And I was looking at it going, no, it wasn't. <laughs> no, it wasn't. So I edited it to 350. I thought it was compromised. And I put it back out. And their, one of their guys um, messaged me going, is that how you really feel about the show? And I went, yes. And that was the last time I went to an SOE show because I didn't feel comfortable going if they were going to be sick to me for for being for doing what I was asked to do, which is yeah. be more critical. I was more critical. They didn't like it, so I didn't feel comfortable going back down again. Nah. So, all that yeah. and obviously Dave, uh, uh, Braveheart wanted to corner me to tell me the whole story of of Andrew Valentine not getting paid. Uh, you know, that as well didn't help. Well, I think that's a good time for our. Our intermittent break in the middle yep. of the, the middle of the podcast. We'll both go for a well, we'll probably all go for a pee, but I'll need to queue because we've only got one toilet behind us. So um, that's that's I have fine. two, but the bottom one I'm not using just now. So we'll break there, then we'll come back and talk about SWA. And we are back, we're refreshed, and it's time to talk about SWA. I think I'm surprised Billy didn't just leave. Um, <laughs> just oh sorry, my internet's cut out. Um, so. Obviously, you were involved with SWE aside from just going to their shows. So, what did you even do with SWE? Because I've been sharing the photos online of you in a ring in a shirt. So, what was that? So, the first time um, I did a show with them was they were doing like uh, who's going to be Bravehearts? No, who's going to be the next uh, SWE GM? And I thought I was doing the SWE TV stuff. I thought, after a laugh, I'll do a, a wee pitch video. Uh, again, not on the internet anymore, sadly. Uh, it's And I did it, uh, just for fun, and they contacted me saying, yeah, if you want to come down to the show. It was, it was Alan Smith that contacted me, so that, that's why I felt safe, because uh, it was Alan. <laughs> uh, he, he contacted me saying, really good video, something like this, uh, paraphrasing, but it's really good video. Um, would you want to come down to the show? On I think it was supposed to be like 14th of February at that point. No. 28th of January was supposed to be that year. And so I did another one. And I got invited down. It was me, uh, Alex Fowlis, who was a co-owner. I don't know if he still is a co-owner of, of Discovery. Um, a guy called Jamie under alter ego, uh, Stevie Simmons. Uh, he was really nice. Or Jamie was really nice. And then, of course, the one-legged pedo uh, was the other one. And we all um, had... A- <laughs> Again, <laughs> sorry, a one-legged pedo. That's just like a whole new level of nonsense. Like he's, he's slow at chasing. Pretty easy to catch on nonsense hunters. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, so, so I got down. I invited my mate along because I didn't know what was going to happen. I was really kind of you know, sad. It was they 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 kayfabe me the whole time because yeah. they're Box. blanks. Right. Uh, so the the show got cancelled because of snow, which was good because i need to drive down and it was it was uh rescheduled for february 14th and so my mate from aberdeen i picked him up on the way and we went down and he he'd watched wrestling when he was younger like in 1999 and that but he wasn't really that interested he was more interested in coming down dundee with his pal well watch some wrestling go out and get pissed that yeah. was that was his kind of plan so i got down i paid a ticket to get in because i wasn't told where to go uh i paid a ticket to get in i sat down and then one of the assistants came up to me and went, you Billy? I went, yeah. Oh, you'd be backstage. So I went backstage and left my mate all alone watching Aww. a show he was not really interested in watching. Sorry, so you were a part of the show, 
but I still paid a ticket. You to had to pay the... Yeah. Um, and, and yeah, so I got brought backstage and it was, it was again, it was Alan speaking to me. So again, felt fine. Uh, he was telling me, it was him and, and, and Braveheart um, talking to me, saying that, right, you're going to get a minute on the mic and whoever gets the best reaction will, will contact you back and you'll, you'll be on the show. So, so diva search, basically. A little <laughs> bit, just, just clothed. Uh, and so I went out there. I didn't know how to hold a microphone at this point. Okay. Because, again, I just arrived at about half an hour beforehand. And so I held the mic. I didn't know what to say. In the promo videos that I did, the wee things, I was I was an arsehole because I was up, I was from the Northeast, and, uh, which, to be honest, I didn't realise probably was more offensive to Dave than, than anything else was I was up in WrestleZone country and I was down here doing this. Um, <laughs> And I was trying to go on much better than you. But I held a microphone about here. So nobody could hear what I was saying. <laughs> <laughs> so I did I did it. Oh, fuck, oh, fuck, I broke my mic doing that. Um, <laughs> right. So uh, I did it and it was awful. I didn't know what to do. I just kind of started mumbling going, oh, I've, I've traveled so far down to be here. Pretty much I did a big baby face promo and nobody could hear it anyway. And... Ah, it was it was awful. It was really bad. And we did that. Everyone else did it, and then uh, one legged nonce did the uh, did the ripping us all apart at the end. And went backstage. Everyone was saying, "Oh, he did a really good job." Um, and Big Davey went, "Oh, we would like you to be more involved, but we can't. You can't do this role because it's so far for you to travel." I was like, all right, fair enough. Cool. It was it was nice to do. Yeah. So I did that. Uh, Alex Fabulous one didn't last long because you know. Discovery started, and that was a whole other thing. Um, and then, I, then they were doing another thing. So I still had the rose-tinted glasses on at this point. So I was still an SWB fan um, for my sins. And there was another thing came up saying um, it was to send your videos in to be Braveheart's assistant because he was now the GM somehow, oh. shockingly. So. I entered another one, and again, I was like the big, like big. Oh, Braveheart's the best. Braveheart number one, you know, Wolfie Naki style. Oh, um, if we could find that video, oh, that would haunt you for the rest of your life. It was even better. The second one was called um, S- hashtag S- It was called hashtag Yes We Can, but the S W E was in capitals. And, oh, oh, Billy. <laughs> and the tagline was it filling Braveheart's opening was the title of the video. <laughs> do you just like getting like slagged on the internet? Is this like do, do you? you know what? I seem to have a subconscious like kink for being slagged <laughs> on the internet, even though I don't like it at all. Yeah. <laughs> what I'm also getting is that you seem to not understand how things sounds like. <laughs> oh no, I I did that one on purpose. In fairness, oh, okay, I did okay. do that one because everyone else was doing like like proper grown up videos, like on well, the grown ups wrestling, but they were they were doing <laughs> like like I will do this, I will do that, and and, and pretty much I came on. With a, with a laptop open, fuck all on it. Uh, laptop open, me typing and going. Uh, uh, it was just yeah, it was really just like licking Braveheart's arse. That's what I was doing the whole time. I was just being an absolute like that kind of guy. That's getting um, clipped. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> so I did that, and I got invited down again. And the 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 deal was that we would all get half of a show to to run, run. Okay. So I went down. And the, the story of the shirt and tie photo, right. So there's no tie in it, and this is why. I had a clip-on tie. So I had a white shirt, clip-on tie, uh, 
black trousers. I had shoes that I broke that morning. The heel broke off them. Oh, no. So they were, I was trying my best not to get them to break. I'd glued it before I left to come down to Dundee. Uh, so, and I also had a black jacket as well. Yeah. Which I stood outside the venue and uh, one leg nonce turned to me and went, are you going to a fucking funeral? <laughs> so I took, I got rid of the jacket. Thought that was fair. Like, okay, I'll get rid of the jacket. That'll, that'll help with the look. Um, and as soon as I ran out to the ring, ran, as soon as I waddled out to the ring to start <laughs> off with, I, I went into the ring as any normal human being does that watches wrestling. But my hand hit, like clipped onto the tie and the tie fell off. <laughs> is, is there footage of this? Um, there is footage of me doing ring announcing. Oh. Um, there's this footage because this, I think, this would, this would I don't think there's footage keep of me that. going oh, for a while. So, so, right, so backstage, before all that, that, that bit, um, I didn't get to know anything about the show. Of course. Because I stood there with everyone, there was like all wrestlers. There was uh, there was Demo. There was Ian Ambrose. There was there was like some good wrestlers there, mm-hmm. um, and then they all went into the back bit of the Ardler Complex to do the running order, and and Braveheart turned to me and went, "No, you don't need it for this. Like I'm gonna fucking take a picture of the running order and put it on the internet. Mm-hmm. Uh, like anyone cares. And so I didn't know anything. Fuck all. I did this first segment, and. I was, I was, right, this is really fucking annoyed me about it as well. But, right, so it was me and Jamie as Stevie Simmons. We were we were told to go out. I was going to push him over uh, and then grab the mic because I'm yeah. the I'm the bootlicker here. So I did that. Uh, Jamie wandered off. So that was a good start for this this bit. We got into the ring and I had to ring announce uh, Braveheart. You do know that I, I, wrote, I co-wrote his entrance theme. What? Right? Right, Come again. That's another, that's, an, that's another story. Right. Um, so so I I did that and I was supposed to announce a match for the show. That was my job. And I didn't know what the match was going to be. He he put the mic down and told me what it was going to be. Okay. The annoying thing was it would put on Facebook what the match was going to be before I left to go down to Dundee. So the match was already announced. So the the fan the hardcore SWE army, whatever they call themselves, would have known this match was announced. Yeah, I knew this match was announced, and then I had to treat it like I didn't know, or or that I came up with it off the top of my head that this match was happening. Um, so yeah, so that happened. Uh, I I learned how to hold a mic at that point. Oh, thank God. So I I kind of he said that oh this is this Billy from OSW TV. Um, yeah. And then I, I kind of like picked myself up a little bit, did all that. I was I was the heel, which was nice. Uh, everyone booed me, even better. That's, that's the job <laughs> you want to do. Exactly. Finished the match, all good. So that's that. That's bit, that bit done. I got out of the ring. My tie was gone. Fuck knows where it went. <laughs> so then I went backstage. I think I found it at that point. I went backstage, put it back on, and then I was asked to do another segment, which was uh, Felix Fortune. There's a question about this. I know. Yep. Felix Fortune. Um, he wasn't that. He wasn't Felix at that point. He was Callum McMinn. Had a match and he lost it. And if he lost, and he lost the match, so Braveheart sent me out to fight him. That was that's that picture. And he said, "Right after you fight him, put your uh, kick him, like 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 just put your foot on and knock him down because he's on his knees begging." So I went out and did um, by order of Braveheart, like fucking Peaky Blinders here. Uh, <laughs> by order of Braveheart, 
Colin McMinn, you're fired. I did I did a really good gravelly Vince impression in my okay. head. Whether it actually came out like that, I don't know. Uh, and then he was begging at me, and then I put my foot on his chest and fucking pushed him. I, I just fucking went for it. So I did that. Awesome. I'm, I, am, I am on fire. Everyone hates <laughs> me at this point. Loving it. Then I got asked to go back out again and do uh, ring announcing for Randy Valentine against the Jackal. And, you know, it sounds really positive when I put all this out here because it was really fun at the time. But when I go back on it, it was a bit fucking weird what the outs, like the circumstances of not being told what to do until like the last second. Yeah. Um, so I went out and my plan was I was going to be the bad guy. I'm the bad guy in the show. I'm getting booed. Excellent. Yeah. I'm going to forget all the good guys' names when they when they come out. <laughs> so I announced all the all the bad guys when they came out. Um, like ones I can't say the name of anymore. Give them all a big fanfare. It was amazing. Mm. And then all the all the good guys came out, and I I struggled to remember their names because I was like, oh, this is um, Mister News. That's his name. And the next one came out, and because it, it was a lumberjack match, yeah. And I got I got pulled aside by one of the face wrestlers afterwards, going, "Did you legitimately forget my name?" <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> I've been here. I've been to these shows so many times. Of course, I fucking know your name. <laughs> I just yeah. did it because I'm I'm getting booed here, so I'm going to be the worst person possible. I lost my tie at that point as well. Um, <laughs> I didn't learn the first time. No, I did, I did it again. And where's the right? So did all that. Went backstage again. Awesome. Time of my life. Went back out for the final segment and uh, I got big, big Dave uh, fucking tore me apart and all that kind of stuff. I can't remember what he said. Um, but it was part of the show. So I wasn't like like I was in real life when I see a wrestler and I get scared when they speak to me. But like this is part of the show. So I was all good. I was like looking all sad and, and glum and all that. Uh, did that. Show ended. I got I got. Fire, well, I wasn't fired. I think I was. I think I was told I was fired, but technically I wasn't hired at the start of this to be fired. <laughs> I didn't have a tie at this point because I'd lost it in the previous segment. Okay. Uh, show finished. People stopped putting stuff away. I don't know what the etiquette was. I wasn't fucking helping. Didn't want to. Uh, so a kid came up to me with with what a picture with me, which was fucking mind blowing. <laughs> uh, and the little girl came up to me with my tie. And asked me if I could keep it, if she could keep it, and I went, no. <laughs> You've ruined that pair of gift. At least she stayed in character. That's the yeah. I mean, I was more chuffed that she came back with it because if if it was me, if I was her age and it was me, I was putting that in my fucking pocket. And I was leaving. Yeah. So yeah, so the fact that I got my tie back after all that was great. Uh, and that was the same night, right? I think this is where you you might have seen the belt for the first time, because it was a Halloween show. Okay. It was a Halloween part or cosplay show the same night in uh, Cage, the nightclub in Dundee. So after I finished up uh, and everything, fucking <laughs> madness, um, we went back to one of the wrestlers' houses, and I got changed, and I was Hollywood Hulk Hogan. Okay. Okay. And so I, that's why I took my belt with me because instead of NWO, I had OSW on it. Like, that's my custom belt. Okay. Right. The worst thing about that, right? Gas the SW questions in a second because the, the, the Halloween thing, the cosplay thing was fucking horrific as well. Because I had this beard. I still have the beard. So I thought, I'll be Hulk Hogan. I'll, I'll, put, I'll stick on a blonde beard because I wasn't dying it. Yeah. I didn't take anything to stick on the beard or the mustache. But I had a packet of chewing gum. 
No. <laughs> Billy, I hope you're not going to say what you're going to say. So, I took a couple bits of chewing gum, chewed them up real nice, stuck them to the back of the moustache. There we go. There we go. <laughs> Billy, you've taken this too far. <laughs> <laughs> so I had a black Madonna on my glasses, because I need to see. Uh, I stick on moustache with, with chewing gum. Um, I didn't have this kind of beard. I had a, a close-shaven beard. Um, NWO t-shirt that I cut sleeves off and I was still wearing the bottom half of my gear that I'd had on that night for the show because, you know, it's black trousers. It's all good. Uh, yeah, and I had my belt, which had um, OSW on it. This feels like crack, Hogan, not Hulk Hogan. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I met a guy who was dressed, uh, well, he said he was dressed as Undertaker, but uh-huh. really he was in a trench coat with a, with a, with a, uh, like a hat and could roll his eyes back. Other than that, he didn't have a beard or anything. He just could roll his eyes back. So I've got a picture of that somewhere as well. I think that's actually on my Facebook. That's not hard to find. Uh, So yeah, that was that night. That was a really fun night. That just... That story is wild. Like, what? It's the chewing gum in the beard. Yeah, I I would have just no put the beard on. That's just me. (laughs) That should have been the option I went with, yes. Yeah, uh... just just no. (laughs) Just... I, like, I like to imagine you violently chewing gum. And I was like, what are you doing? You're like, it's for the beard. I'm just getting through a whole packet. <laughs> yeah, hubba bubba. <laughs> I was thinking hubba bubba. No, it was it was extra. It was it was a nice smell the whole night, actually. It was great. Yeah. There was loads of BOE folk in cage. And I was like, oh. you know, we waft a peppermint every every so often. Uh, now, but no, take, taking that off the next morning was... What do you say? Because I kept on the whole... No, I took it off when I got back to, to the wrestler spot. So that was... I wasn't stupid enough to keep it on the whole night. I was stupid enough to do it, but not the whole night. Um, yeah, I pretty much had to. I was in the bath, their bathroom for a good 10 minutes trying to fucking scrub uh, oh. chewing gum out of my moustache. My now, actual moustache. were you single back then? Because I'm going to say, could you imagine pulling someone and then you're like, come to my house, and then you're like, oh, here's my chewing gum beard. You'd be uh, like, nah, I, you've wrecked that. I was not single at that point. Oh, um, you're lucky. <laughs> I wasn't with I wasn't with Kelly, but I was with someone else who was a fucking nightmare in itself. But oh. um, yeah, I, I was not single at that point, and like, <laughs> probably good for everyone at that. I mean, I wasn't I wasn't around. You fucking met me. I'm not going to go around pulling <laughs> winching wifey's any fucking which way. Um, I would I would stare at them for a bit and go, oh, she's pretty, and then uh, and then forget about it. That, that's how that's my style and messenger. I was gonna say messenger on Facebook, but that sounds fucking creepy in itself. But, uh, <laughs> I saw you tonight. Wanted to say hi, but didn't. <laughs> I saw you at a show dressed as as Don Marie. I thought you were pretty. <laughs> I'm getting Nam style flashbacks here. Um, <laughs> you, you're still getting those DMs, Kelly. I'm not saying anything. Um, so I've only really got one more question about the SW stuff, right? Um, but I mean, I, we'll, we'll make it a two-parter. Um, first, quite, quite easy, I know the answer. Um, you're obviously in four segments, natural business things. Was that right? Yeah. Four, four segments. Um, you're entertaining the crowd. Um, you know, you're actually part of the show. So I'm assuming you got paid for that appearance. I didn't pay for my ticket this time, if that's what you mean. Oh, well, that's good. <coughs> no, I didn't get paid. Okay. And uh, I'm assuming they covered your travel as well. No, they didn't. Oh, they didn't what are the chances of that? Which was amazing because that that week, um, my car broke down. 
and I needed to use my parents' car to drive all the way down to Dundee. So I, that was that was a fucking terrifying experience, leaving my car in on the streets of Dundee, uh, not sure if I had to, how to pay for parking, and Ooh. hoped my car was still there when I got back. Uh, not even my car, my parents' car was still there when oh. I got back. But yeah, no, nothing, nothing got paid. Um, I was, yeah, I was on, I was on quite a lot of the show, and I got nothing for it. Is that not a couple of hours away as well? Um, where you are? About well, I'm in. I was still in Elgin. I'm still in Elgin at that point. So I drive from my parents in Pitsligo. So I'm still looking at about three hours travel. That just doesn't sound worth it. <laughs> <laughs> it felt it at the time. Looking back, okay. what the fuck was I doing? I think yeah, that's the thing. Like. I feel like a lot of the time you can get blinded by that. Oh, I'm involved in wrestling. Yeah. Like any cool little thing to do with wrestling, you're like, ah, and you're like, wait a minute, they were taking advantage of me. Okay, well, that's mm-hmm. fine. Um, oh, SW is something else. Like, Kaylee, I'm glad that they've like faded. In, they were always irrelevant, let's be honest, but they've faded into proper relevancy since you've kind of been aware of the. Oh, I would. I couldn't, have, I couldn't have dealt with this. Like. Definitely not. So are they still about? Do they still do stuff? Oh yeah, oh, yeah. No, they're still about. No, they've got a, 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 a alleged racist as their as their top champion. Oh, of um, course, sounds so, relevant. So when speaking out happened, I I took them off. I actually just waited for a reason to remove them. <laughs> I was just I, I didn't have any just cause to go right. Okay. I need to train anymore. And then all that stuff came out. I was like, oh, fuck yes, you're not. <laughs> um, so I took them off the site, and the their new committee, one of them messaged me. Uh, emailed me directly and just and said that we've made these changes and we would like to be featured on the site again. Never replied to it. Uh, by a month later, I got the same email again, pretty much the same email, and they did it a third time, and then that was it. Yeah. So they still wanted to be featured. I don't know what the fuck they th- they thought I would, why the fuck I would. Um, yeah. Do it. But yeah, they, they. I still I can I don't keep tabs on them, but I kind of just check who's who's on their shows just so I know. Because I don't really, I, I generally, unless they're featured heavily in other places, and they maybe if they even do SW as a, like a, maybe a one-off, one time, I have no interest in interviewing them if they're if they're featured on SW prominently. Mm-hmm. No interest in speaking to them because I have nothing to speak about because I don't mention them. I don't want to mention them. So yeah. So I need to know who's I need to know who's on these shows so I know not who to, to who avoid to contact. Yeah. Exactly. And the other, the last question about SWE, right, is just what is it like working with Dave Lowe? Because that must be fucking mental. Uh, in my brief time, so I know that the other guys that, that you'll probably speak to at some point to wrestle on that, I will have a, a story or or ten. Uh, my brief time is, I think he, be- I think, I think he believes that the SWE is. The best promotion in the world and i think he's got to the point where he's believed it so much that he can't not believe it anymore um but everything they do always seems to come with an air of of uh like just shittery uh just absolute shite bagness that that comes with it it's like when they announced scotty too hotty for their their show they're like scotty too is coming to dundee venue to be announced so they even get a venue for it. They didn't have a venue for it, and then they it was announced he was going to iron girders. Yeah. That evening. Yeah. So they had to put out another thing saying Scottish High coming to Dundee 
there is some confusion, this will be an afternoon show venue to be announced. So it's done announced times at that point, but this is coming to the show. And I think about maybe a week, maybe 10 days beforehand, they announced what, where it was going to be. I think it was their training school eventually. Uh, but it's just, there is, there's such, just everything they do, there's always an air of shite vaggery with it. It's just incredible yeah. to it's incredible to watch. Also, and now that I'm not featuring them, it, yeah. it's even better to watch. It just sounds it from everything you're saying doesn't sound grand. I don't know loads about them, but like just the the elephant in the room. Who is this? The spam? Like I've never heard of this. Dave, who is he? The pink ev- elephant in the room. Um, he is he is the greatest uh, <laughs> Bret Hart parody. Uh, that acts like Bruce Hart and well, it looks like a fat Smith Hart. Uh, he's and I don't know if he's ever. I don't know if he ever paid Bret Hart for for appearing at their show. So he's just a fat ride, is what we're saying. Oh, I yeah. Okay, that's fine. Yeah. I, I just, have you ever seen a picture of him? I don't think so. I just feel like this is probably going to be a running theme. People are going to keep talking about him. At least yeah. I need to know is about the fat rides I'm talking about. So I mean, you will have seen a photo of him, mainly because when we've posted a photo of us at Full of Rest, and I had my hair down for once. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, you, had, you had the old SWE title there. That's yeah, like that. Um, I, think, I think it was Midas that replied with a photo of. Dave Lowe saying I look like him. So, oh, was that them? Yeah. Okay. It goes by Braveheart, but like H-A-R-T, because he looks like Bret Hart, but he's Scottish, so he's Braveheart. Um, in fact, you haven't picked up on that I wrote, I co-wrote his theme tune. Right, what was that? Yeah, no, right, we need to go back to that. <laughs> yeah, like... Okay, right. So at the time, um, when I was going to the shows, he was using Billy Conley's Evil Scotsman. Love that song. Yeah, but not great for a family show. No, uh, not, not the best choice. So, because I was in their old rose tinted glasses, I was big into um, heavily into the, S- the SWE, big fan. Uh, I rewrote it and I put it on Facebook um, and tagged him in it because I'm an absolute geek. <laughs> and it was, it was, it was, it was pretty much what he released, uh, what what he recorded because actually. I don't want to say sang. I think sang's pretty high praise, but um, well, I actually he recorded it. He only changed a couple of lyrics because I was big in the SWE. There was one, I think, uh, he's beaten everyone from from Swift to News. So I I name dropped Scotty Swift in it because I didn't know what the whole fucking thing was. All this was. So yeah. I think I was the only lyric he changed. But he recorded it. He didn't tell me, and then told me after he put it out on SoundCloud uh, that I co-wrote it. I'm like, oh, did I? <laughs> oh. But I did, at that point, I didn't. I didn't know. I didn't know if I, if if he was. I don't. I don't think they ever sold it. So I don't think I was ever like going. Oh, okay. should I get a cut of this at some point? Yeah. Um. But yeah. So I I wrote. I don't know if he still uses it, but I I co-wrote Braveheart's entrance theme. I wrote mm-hmm. the lyrics for it. Interesting. So that's a random one, but. Well, that's something else to add to your notches, I suppose. So yeah. you're a podcaster, Song you writer. exactly a songwriter. You do it all. Like... Jimmy Hart, you're Jimmy Hart. There you go. Jimmy Braveheart. That's what I am. <laughs> right. So to move away from SW, right, or at least Dave Lowe away, right, because uh, the less we talk about him, the better. Uh, my cat is going mental outside. By the way, um, if you realise, I've been too many times. That's why I <laughs> thought it was him barging through my door. It was actually the, the cat. Uh, so, 
we'll move on to some lighthearted things uh, before we end up wrapping up. But one of the things I want to I wanted to, to sort of have in the podcast is uh, can you explain to Kaylee what the Bulgarian baker is? Right. Okay. So uh, it seems to only operate in the W3 shows in Elgin. He does not seem to appear on any of the other northern shows now. Okay. Uh, it didn't appear at the last one anyway, apparently because of travel issues due to COVID. But uh, essentially, the Bulgarian baker, uh, Boromir, no, Branimir Bozadar, his name, is a guy that comes out dressed as a chef, usually dressed as a chef, okay. um, with a baker's hat on and a mask. And full baker's comes... hat? Like Ratatouille style? Yeah. My... Or do you mean more like the kind of puff baby one? Um, I've actually I've I've got one somewhere. If I okay, I may be able to find it. I'll find it in a sec. Um, he, he comes out dressed as a baker with a mask on and a bit of a baguette. Usually comes out with a baguette, and he's called the Bulgarian baker. Okay, that's that's about it. And depending on on what who's on the show, he changes forms. He's either like a fat lad or really skinny. Sometimes he monologues in a really in broken whatever he's attempting to do eastern european okay um usually you know who it is because there's usually a, a rumble at the end and the bulgarian baker will turn up and there's one missing from the show uh one year was dicky divers okay and i could i could tell it was mainly because he was still wearing his pink kick pads underneath <laughs> okay so that was that was fun year i just find the character so mental and ridiculous that i love it at the same time. So sometimes he comes out with a baguette. Sometimes he comes out with a tiger loaf. Uh, from oh, Tesco, tiger loaf. I know, that's what we'll up in the world. Yeah. Uh, sometimes he comes out, one year he came out with a, uh, like, like a, a crate, uh, like a, like one of those big plates of, of donuts. They did that one year. Uh, there was a tables match one year and he had, he had bakery goods all over the table. I love it. Uh, I know, it sounds amazing. I love the details uh, of it. Like, I'm I know. feeling it. And I love this character so much. I'm fairly certain he only gets booked in Elgin because I praise the show that he's on. And that's possibly the only reason why he still appears on any okay. shows because it's terrible. I even when I was speaking, I was, well, right, this is the most metal thing about it. When I was speaking to Demo for the podcast with him, yeah, he was talking about I uh, they only let him talk really because because he had a foreign accent and all the other ones were the Bulgarian baker and someone else. And I was like, oh my God, we're speaking about the Bulgarian baker. <laughs> On a podcast with a former WWE wrestler. This is the best day ever. Uh, but no, it is so absolutely terrible that okay. I love it all. Right, I'll, I'll see if I can find the hat. I, Please I got do. One, I got one for my birthday and it was signed by the Bulgarian baker. So. <laughs> of course you did. Oh, <laughs> I love it. <laughs> this, honestly, do you know? Yeah, signed by himself. Oh my God, I love that. Which I, actually... I this is the thing. So I have two questions. The first one is, is it a backstory why he's from Bulgaria? Or is it just because it's good alliteration? Or why no, I don't, I, no, there's no, there's no okay. other explanation than that. I did a, I did a, because um, I was bored one day at work. Uh, so not at work. I was bored at home. Uh, not, uh, I, was, I was working hard at work. Um, <laughs> I did a, a very long article explaining the origin of the Bulgarian baker on the yeah. site and it's still on the site as well it's called Half Baked the Bulgarian Baker Story I'm going to have to read this this Wait, is class you can be a tag team the baked the, beans the, bean. <laughs> the Bulgarian Baker yes. yes beans on toast whatever 
Beans on toast. Beans on toast. <laughs> so yeah, I did. I did a very long. I I, I pulled out some some quote. No, again, this is the weirdest thing. I spoke about this with Tom Atlas, the episode that came out like last week. At this point, um, I I made up quotes from the likes of Finley, uh, Chris Jericho, um, <laughs> which was my favorite quote, and uh, Claudia Schiffer was in there as well because of course. Cause, uh, because he ended up in, in the circus in Germany and he, he started training at, at uh, WXW. That's how he became a wrestler. Okay. Um, but no, the, right, I'll, I'll get the Fozzie one because it was my favourite one to write. Uh, he says, Oh, Boza Star, as I like to call him, was a genius. He was a natural. He also came up with the name Fozzie while we were jamming one night, baby. <laughs> Chris Jericho. <laughs> No, I need to read this after this. I am now like I'm now a bit obsessed with this. I want to know more about it. Like, this is interesting. It's the best worst yeah. thing ever. This I mean, I, I love this. Lord Mister Malice, but he's 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 still got a little bit of a he's actually like a character. This is just a fucking random guy they have on the tour that they dress as a baker. This is and I love it. This is fun. I'm all for this. My second question off the back of that, which you might have actually answered technically. I wanted to find out, do you have any random or your best piece of wrestling memorabilia? So I know you had your belt, but I don't know anything else you had. But now I know you've got a baker's hat. I don't know if you've got anything else that you want to like share, um, talk about, etc. I've got WrestleMania 19 chair, but I don't really talk about it because I didn't go to WrestleMania 19. I just bought it off eBay uh, okay. and it's signed by a bunch of folk. So, oh. uh, But I don't know who. That's the thing because it's all like scribbled and all that kind of stuff. I think Matt Hardy's on there. Um, which would be cool if it is, but I've, I've no idea otherwise. I just like it. It's cool. It would cost me like £100 on eBay. So like, That's okay. Than that. um, as far as weird things, uh, the, the hat is pretty weird. Uh, give it yeah, that. <laughs> that is. I've got, my, I've got a foam WWF tag team title signed by Hacksaw Jim Duggan because I was too nervous to say no when he asked if he wanted me to sign it. That was up there. Because I wanted Billy Gunn to sign it, and he signed it. And yeah. then I turned to Hacksaw Jim Duggan, and I wanted him to sign Royal Rumble Anthology, because he won the first one. Yeah. And then he went, do you want me to sign your belt? And I went, yeah. And he signed it. So that's that's that. Um, the first SWE show, I got uh, WrestleMania 4 signed by Ted DiBiase. Oh, that's really cool. That's cool. Uh, as far as weird merch goes, I'm one of the idiots that bought the We Custom Pops at WrestleZone shows. So. I saw them. That was they were at the first show that I went to. I like that. But who's that meant to be? Well, <laughs> should have seen, seen it when, when I got it because the hair was all like flat in the middle. I actually I spent a good far too long uh, making the spikes. Oh, it was like, <laughs> oh, it was like day off, Scotty Swift. I was, yeah. Ah. Yeah. I've also got Mister P one, but I can't reach it from here. Um, that is bold. I was. It was. I was, and and it was made pre kilt as well, so it's got his old uh, black gear yeah. as well. Uh, oh, oh, I do have a. Okay, hang on. This is this will probably sum up how much of a nerd I am. I've got a little. Um, oh. He's called Steve Astrain. That's so cool. <laughs> <laughs> he's got a little little beer can behind him as well, and oh. that, and he's even got a knee brace. Oh no, that's cool. You know how I feel about a knee what does that say on the back? Smell yeah. <laughs> Smell yeah. Also, it's, it's 316, it's 455 because it's fast. Interesting. <laughs> so, hold on. Wait. See, like, this could be weird. See that figure 
Do you know who makes it? Because it looks like a figure collection that I'm trying to get, and it looks very similar, like art style. They're called the turds, is what they're called. Oh, yeah, I, that, yeah. I had I had turds. several. I had loads of them. Um, they're like they're, they're all like shit based. So uh, the one's called lazy shit, and he was like a big fucking blob of crap on oh. a on a on a chair. Okay. Uh, so it's nice that you finally got a Braveheart one again. <laughs> one nil. Uh, there we go. That's for the boys. One nil. <laughs> um. So yeah, I had loads of them at one point. There, there were there were uh, too many. The only one I really wanted after. I wanted that one. But as soon as that one's on pre-order, yeah. I was like, I'm fucking getting that. Um, and also, I really wanted... Um, he was called Shatman. So he's a Batman one. That was the other one I really wanted. But I had a, I had a bunch. Um, but it's not something you really display Yeah. Uh, when you want women to come back to your flat at the time. That was that was pretty low on, on things I should have. I, although, to be fair... Oh, the other weird thing I've got, which I don't have it here, but um, PBW did a show in... Oh, PBW, fine in itself but um they did a show in the ironworks yeah and uh i was helping out i was like ferrying folk i was driving folk about and that's how i met ricochet who introduced himself as trevor and now i can't see him as anything else because oh. they came up to me and, oh hi i'm trevor i know you're ricochet <laughs> you spoiled the magic for me uh there's party Marty was on that tour as well wasn't the best uh, but you know, Jay Lethal was on the show and he was against Liam Thompson. And for all the big matches, they got um, plastic, like they had, they were supposed to have girls hold them up, like like rounds kind of thing. Yeah. Was part of the shows. Um, you know, a bit seedy when you put it that way. But uh, there was one left behind and it was Liam Thompson against Jay Lethal. And uh, the promoter at the time, who rock and wrestle promoter, not, not the PVW one, turned to me and went, stay at home if you want. So I took it home. So it's yeah. it's, it's PBW Championship match, Liam Thompson against Jay Lethal, and that's that's in a loft in my folks. Um, other weird cool. things. I've got Hardy Boys doormat again at my folks' oh, house. That's cool. Um, and I've got a limited edition Hardy Boys mirror, which was uh, they've got like the both sides of their, their profile on either side, and then the Hardy Boys symbol in the middle. Oh, oh that's like cool. The T-shirt that I've got, like yeah. Yeah, yeah, like what I wear the t-shirts. Yeah, I've got that, yeah. and it's a it's a mirror again. It's it's at my, my parents' house again. So um, cool. I've got a bunch of weird DVDs. Um, that like we're still wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, saying that no, actually into yourself. Um, no, no, there's there's some yeah. I end up collecting loads of weird DVDs through eBay and all that kind of stuff. Some where 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 I thought were just wrestling were not just wrestling. Um, yeah, it was. I've collected a bunch of weird stuff over the years. Now, this is. That the pop shelf I've got there, pop stuff and the belts is pretty much all that's kind of yeah traveled to my my grown up abode, but uh, the rest of it is in my parents' uh, loft, and I yeah. I don't know if I'm ever gonna have them on display. I mean, that's I'm just cool. obsessed with these turds now, right? Yeah, like <laughs> I've looked them up on eBay. There's loads of good ones. There's Doctor Pooh. There's um, Snoop. There was Do- supposed to be supposed to be an underdumper. That was supposed to come out, and then oh. they kind of stopped making them, and I was gutted because I really wanted it. There's Snoop Doggy Poo, there's the Rim Reaper, um, oh. Strain Poony, which is meant to be Wayne Rooney. Oh, oh these are fantastic. The Turdinator was in there as well. See, speaking of your like your random DVDs and stuff, I remember there was like there was someone, it was like a birthday or something, and someone was just getting like, you know, like gifts for kids, like family, friends and all that, and they went, oh, I got your wrestling DVD. Didn't realise they got me, like, you know that like video of like the diva search where they're like doing the bikini shot on the beach? And I was like, 
It might say right. WF on it, but that's not really what I'm looking for. Is like an eight year old like female. That one. <laughs> so I remember just being like, "What am I doing with this?" Yeah, there were some weird ones I had. It was like it was. I mean, it wasn't. I didn't buy it for this reason, but um, there was it was wrestling. There was wrestling matches. I think like maybe Velvet Sky was on it, or maybe okay. uh, Taylor Wilde or something. And then in between Sky. these matches, it was fucking porn. <laughs> and it was so weird to watch because I was like, all right, I'll put this on. I bought some fierce females DVDs as well. I was like, all right, cool. I'll just watch some of these. I was watching the match going, all right, okay, cool. And then it cut to like one dressed as a teacher, and I'm going, <laughs> this is a bit weird. The winner, then, the winner is Velvet Sky. And then, and then one of the wrestlers, one of the wrestlers is going, what's what was it called? I don't want to Google it because I'm on my work PC, and I think that's probably not a good idea. But, um, <laughs> Yeah, it was weird. And then another wrestler from one of the matches came in and she was dressed as a schoolgirl. And I was watching it going, what's, what's happening here? Yeah. And I just kept watching. And I was like, <laughs> of course she did. <laughs> more out of curiosity at this point. I was like, this is the fucking weirdest thing I've ever seen. So then I watched the next match. Oh, it's wrestling again. Sweet. <laughs> and then it fucking started again. I was like, oh, hang on. They don't do they do backstage segments, back uh, backdoor whatever uh, backstage segments. <laughs> <laughs> and I was so fucking confused watching this. I mean, I, I mean, I watched the whole DVD, but still, it was it was, it was such a weird thing to watch because not what I bought it's not what I bought it for. That's what happened. Okay, there was porn on it. You know, people are now going to be asking for the link. Like, what, what was what was that DVD? Where, I mean, we need the review on uh, on SWN. That, that's what we need. Right. That do you know something? The next time. We'll have a review from us see of what we thought about that that DVD. A watch we'll along. Have... <laughs> watch along. It, it, I'll remember it. I'll remember it the the dead of night, and I'll say it out loud. And Kelly looked at me, going, "What the fuck did you just say?" Just <laughs> <laughs> oh. wake up and just go wrestlelicious. <laughs> and you don't get to hang out with that Kelly and Kyle ever again. <laughs> oh. so it wouldn't be one of our interviews. You wouldn't know that shit because the first one was like random questions. So I just like to like to think of random things that's off my head. Just ask questions, quick fire, see what you think. First one I want to know is if you could sniff any wrestler, what wrestler do you want to sniff? Um, I'd probably go Andy Wilde because he smells <laughs> really <Andy> nice. <laughs> smells a tiger bomb and deep heat, and that's ah, a nice combo. Nice. You, you can smell him coming. That's the, you, can smell, you can smell him entering the ring. That's the Sorry. Excuse me. <laughs> Um, <laughs> Andy Wilde would be my answer because, okay. um, to be honest, I've spoken about me being called the bean and porn tonight. So let's let's try and make it a bit more professional to, tips to save it. Oh, okay, well, we'll take it a different direction, right? Before again, they might just they might just cut my head. So you know, I might just think of other random questions. But we'll just we'll go to my next one. So something about me is I am very passionate about things I hate, um, which you, you might have caught by now. Um, I never keep my opinion to myself. It's something I do. So we are actually going to do a series ourselves talking about our wrestling room 101. Something that you wish would get put in that vault, locked up and never come back. Not, so, not affiliated in any way with uh, anything relating to, you know, like a straight to hell or anything that Cultaholic might do. Yeah. Just to well, I'm going to rename it. I'm going to call it Ring 101, right? 
It's just going to be Ring 101. That's why Billy's DVDs. <laughs> <laughs> you know it. Um, so, I think next week you'll be hearing what hours are getting set, sent straight to Vince's office. What do What is something you would like to add onto that list? Uh, wrestlers who screenshot posters and match graphics and put them on uh, Facebook. Yes. Because fucking right hold it down and save photo. It's not that difficult. It's you, not difficult at all. It's not. And, and but there's so many promotions that fucking do this and it irritates me every time I see it. Or wrestlers as well. Just fucking die. Or at least crop it. If you don't know how to, ah, okay. to, to yeah. save it, fucking screenshot it and then crop it. It's it looks stupid. This is the issue I have. And it's not necessarily his fault. It was, I think, WrestleZone fucked it a wee bit when they uploaded the Regal Rumble poster initially. Mm. It was in a really small size. So, like, they uploaded the wrong size, right? So then eventually they fixed it and uploaded the full graphic. Um, but Ronan did his Ronan, Ronan Rumble thing, but he'd used, like, the old poster, which was, like, really blurry and, like, thingy. Yeah. And... Great concept, but execution, unfortunately, just wasn't there. Yeah. No, so I, I, I agree with that. Yeah, 100%. That needs to get sent straight there. Like, again, I, I could go on. I have many, many things we could talk about. Do you want to add anything else to your Room 101? Or your, your sorry, your Ring 101? Um, that's 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 pretty much the worst one. I mean, outside okay. the obvious, uh, SWE still running shows. That's pretty much high. But... um. But, Generally, though, that's that's such a it's such a petty pet thief of that, and your one you'll have, which is 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 people is fans getting into the ring and not knowing how to. That's pretty high up there because it's just or just yeah, yeah. it's folk that watch wrestling all this all their lives and don't know how any of it fucking works. It's just the weird yes. thing. There's certain things that as a wrestling fan you know how to do. Number one, you know how to act in a crowd normally. Number two, you know how to get in a ring. You know how to hold a belt. And then do you know something else, which again spoils for next week. So see people that have watched wrestling their whole life, but when it comes to doing basic refereeing, and they just oh oh, I want to add people who can't say Teddy Biasi correctly because Teddy Biasi on TV, it's Teddy Biasi everywhere else. If I have to hear one fucking chukter say Teddy Biasi again, I'm gonna <laughs> fucking go ballistic. So that I'll add that as well. Okay, I've never heard that, but that would trigger me too. So I mean, Kyle saying Sisto annoys me, but not enough for me to be really annoyed by it, like proper raging by it. What should it be? Sisto. It's irrelevant to me. It doesn't count. Oh, yeah, you and your... your, We we mentioned saying Krieger wrong so many times that you (laughs) fucked it up when we were recording. Also, (laughs) Aga told I say it wrong, but then I want to put it out there. Is it maybe about a dialect? Because most things I say with a Glaswegian accent don't sound the same anyway. No. How do you say it? No, I'm thinking about it. I don't know. No, because you were corrected on it by people from here. Is it not Krieger? Is that what I said? Yes, that's what you said. Krieger. Uh, it's, it's, it's Krieger. It seems Krieger seems right. There's not even an, an A in it. Ah, it was E I like Krieger, like Geiger, Krieger. Oh no, it's that kind of thing. It's not the same. <laughs> you just proved yourself wrong. <laughs> but no, um, I the, the guys at uh, well, Big Dave. He's getting a lot of mentions tonight. He'll be asking for a cut. Um, of, of, of all the profits, although we mentioned porn, so it's not going to be monetized anytime soon. Uh, it's, it's yeah, he, he kept saying Teddy Biasi in pre and promos and everything, and it fucking ground my gear so much because it's yeah. Teddy Biasi, that's how it's said. Yeah, it right. You I'm not being funny, it's like it's not as if you don't hear the guy's name being said over and over again. Like, exactly. 
Come on, get it right. Or people on signs spelling. Oh, right, we'll start something there. But uh, uh, people that are, that are signs in the crowd that spell John Cena, J H O N. Don't fucking write a sign if you can't spell his name right. Just people that just there's certain signs that just shouldn't. But again, we'll we'll keep that for another day. We'll we'll make a rant episode because again, you know what I'm like. You get me started. I won't stop. I mean, it would, just, it would just be Goldberg and then no, that's the full two hour, no, no. A full two hour segment. Can you, we've not mentioned that absolute Bam's name since anyone's seen my face. I can't have anyone see me having a breakdown when you mention that absolute walloper. No, it's banned. Not allowed to be said. Well, Kayleigh. I will um, leave. If you want to calm yourself down, <laughs> um, would you like to go to our, our listener questions? Uh, and uh, we'll fire through them before we swear, finish up. If anyone has mentioned anything on here, they are getting cut off. Like, I'm just putting it out there. So, we'll start with number one and friend of the podcast and been mentioned earlier today, um, Mr. Ian Skinner. So, he says, You have to fight one person from a martial arts discipline. Which discipline do you choose to fight? Brackets, i.e., which form of martial arts do you think you could wreck? Well, none of them really, unless they're really small and I could sit in them. Um, <laughs> I don't know, I could probably smash someone at origami. That's about it. That's all I've got. I've got hey, nothing. You said origami. My brain went somewhere else after what we were talking about earlier on, and I was like, where are we going with this? This is not the podcast. No, I've see, seen, I've seen videos. I know how this works. Get, get, get the old school girl out front on. Come on, no, that sounds fucking weird. I said that. Uh, I'm gonna just be sitting here going, right? Which clip do I choose for the preview? Um, I'll just I'll put the whole thing. There you go. Um, it's, me, it's me saying that I would smell sniff Andy Wild. Surely that's, that's got to be quite high in the list of things. It's up there. It's up there. It's top five. Top five at least. Yeah. Um, I mean. I would like to see you, like, you know, in Friends, when Monica's boyfriend's trying oh, to be okay. the fighter. No, oh, yeah. when he's trying to be the fighter. And he's like, am I the ultimate fighting champion? <laughs> no. Well, I'm not <laughs> stopping until I'm the ultimate fighting champion. That'd be Billy. Yeah, I'll be Pete, the ultimate fighting machine. I'll be the bean, the ultimate fighting machine. It rhymes with everything. <laughs> the ultimate fighting McBean. <laughs> oh. oh, the McBean. You could be Scottish. McBean. Oh, Honestly, going back to what I said earlier on, I really want to have this like road to wrestler style thing, and it is going to be like you taking this this bean mission that you've had for so many years and really, really taking it there. Like, oh. see if think? anyone see if anyone actually listens to us. By the way, fair play, fair play if anyone's listening at this yeah. point. <laughs> if, you got back to the, if you got past the porn section, well done. If you got past the first fifteen minutes of me having my camera, been like. <laughs> you're also having a good time <laughs> right. I thought I was going to have good luck today I even wore Mr Podcast thinking we might have like a good time and I've wrecked it I mean no it has really it has been very much like a Kevin Smith podcast so yeah you know that is, that is... Oh, you've not had Jason Mewes doing his whole like <coughs> thing so there's that too he normally tries to suck off and imagine a ghost and it's Kyle's favourite part podcast. I, think, I think that was the third segment in that DVD uh, but... <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> Oh, Jesus. Oh. Right, next question. So, Mr. Ronan King, Mr. thinks he's some some, has said, Billy, as a fan of WrestleZone, you must not have thought it could have gotten any better. 
So how happy were you when out of nowhere the best wrestler in the Milky Way showed up and just performed at a different level than anyone else? Um, one, I love Milky Ways. They're they're great sweet. Uh, two, um, the fact that you, you swore out of nowhere and I missed it is the most disappointing thing that's happened to me in wrestling in the last 12 months. And <laughs> and that's quite high. The fact that everyone, including, including my wife, turned to me and went, did he just swear? And I went, didn't hear that and then when you look back on the footage how the fuck did i miss it uh, yeah <laughs> um no he's really good um he he is really working the twitter very well he is he is uh certainly he's certainly helping maybe get WrestleZone on the social media a bit better because yeah i'm spilling my beer there um that, that he'd he yeah he's really putting WrestleZone. um on the map a little bit with their social media presence so he's doing a very good job and uh yeah as long as he stops swearing on shows then then he should be good to go now my only thing here is uh for those who you know you can go onto the, the twitter and see the actual messages wrote um i mean for the amount of money his mom is paying for him to go to a private school he doesn't know how to use a comma come on <laughs> come on well, Hopefully. Ronan King, nay, grammar, grammar King. He's just, <laughs> just, just True. trying his best. He's doing what he can, you know. But... Just to got his tattoo spelt right. That would have been embarrassing. That's true. Imagine the Cody Rhodes style Ronan tattoo. Do you think if he ever changes his name, like, so if he ever decides to go a different ring name, do you think he just has to, like, say that he was a big fan of Ronan Keaton or something like that? <laughs> Ronan the Rat? <laughs> Big fan. No, I love to think. Imagine one day he like makes it and they're sitting down and goes, So, what changed your name? And he goes, Actually, I've always been a bit of a Ronan fan. So, like, I've kind of got like a thing going here. We can't really change it. I'd love to see that go down. You'll have to do like just parody things and just come out in a, in a boiler suit and a Greek ginger beard and be Eric Ronan. And, you know, just. <laughs> oh, yeah. Just That'd add Ronan into anything. There yeah. you go. Oh. That's why I don't write wrestling. <laughs> uh, I come up with ideas like this in the beat. <laughs> you give me enough time, and I think this is what ideas I've had like two good bangers so far. You know, never this is when we, next. This is when we start like an offshoot of the podcast already. We've already got two different series, and it's just an e fed with just yeah. the three of us booking an e fed. Every so often, I'll cut to someone doing a promo and just uh, going, "I'm, I'm going to beat you the bean. I'm going to beat you hard. I'm going to beat you fast." <laughs> <laughs> they they were stunned. <laughs> <laughs> um, and on that, we will move on to the next question because who knows where that will go. Um, we had lovely Adam. Adam Morrison has said, is Felix Fortune more or less of a Hall of Famer than Hillbilly Jim? Um, in answer to this question, is Felix Fortune, uh, he may be a Hall of Famer, but uh, I did kick him in the ring. So, you know. Should I be a Hall of Famer? Perhaps. Uh, was 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 I on two shows and was was booed successful in one of them? Yes. Was I paid in either? No. Uh, but uh, no, I, it's, the whole thing's fucked anyway. It was either Hall of Fame, um, SWB's Hall of Fame, anyway, the animal on there who did fuck all, except be a grumpy cunt about things, and then uh, and then just turn up in his joggies. Um, it's no sense. It's yeah. Oh, it. it it's it's ridiculous and nobody cares nobody cares enough about it i mean i'm four beers in I'm, i care a little bit about it because it's stupid but uh yeah uh felix fortune hall of famer ah fuck knows who cares it doesn't it doesn't count 
Yes, no for you. No. Also, at least you've got something. You might have only been on two shows briefly and not paid, but at least your not, name's not redacted, so... There we go. Not yeah. yet. Oh, no, yeah, after this, maybe. After maybe. those DVDs, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, the SWAT it, team? No, I forgot about this for a brief moment until we started speaking about it, and I was like, oh, fuck, they are actually in my parents' loft. What if they they take it down? Because I've always said, oh, when my cousins come over, they can just watch any DVDs that I've got. It's fine. They like wrestling. And I'm really worried that they might end up watching that at some point. And then You're I've got a lot question. of questions to answer. Yeah. Or you're going to be like the best uncle ever. So <laughs> either way, do you know what I mean? Depends. Uh, yeah, but then um, you don't want that, do you? Oh, my uncle. Oh, yeah, he showed me this video. <laughs> oh, there we go. I just, oh, oh, Esther Bain's taking a break. Billy's in a jail. See you later. <laughs> my, my uncle likes the wrestling. He's got, he showed me these DVDs of. Uh, there, was, no. there, was a, there was a schoolgirl and a headmistress, and I don't know what happened, but uh, you know. You take them to wrestle zone and they're wildly disappointed. <laughs> What's this? <laughs> what do you enjoy this? Um, and with that, it takes us on to our last question of the night, which is from Dennis Law, which I know you use that touch and go. It was quite impressive that he actually found the keyboard to play this. But <laughs> true. So, how poor are the lunch options in Elgin Town Centre nowadays? Since the best sandwich shop owner sold her business back in twenty seventeen. Right. Do you know why he's asked this question? Just out of curiosity. Kyle didn't for McSailor on about why the hell does he care about what people are eating for yeah. lunch? So, yeah, so his his uh, wife, yeah, wife, um, Gemma used to run Gemma's Lunchbox in Elgin, and I used to go there quite frequently, to the point where I had a usual, which says Ooh. everything about that. Uh, it was it was sweet chilli chicken on curly fries with coleslaw, for those that are very curious. Oh, wait, 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 no, sorry, I, I get the coleslaw bit right, but curly fries in a sandwich? No, no, there was no sandwich. It was it was oh, okay. curly fries, sweet chili chicken, um, microwaved or, or or heated up anyway, on there, and then a bit of coleslaw on the side. Yes. I don't agree with coleslaw, but everything else, Kishti. Yeah. So yeah, and then uh, and then she she shacked up with that Dennis Law and uh, ended up moving to White Hills, and <laughs> should sell the business. And I haven't been back since. Main well, for two reasons. And uh, that's why. For two, for two reasons. One, they started pushing a vegan agenda, which I was not happy with. Uh, and then I started work from home. So I'm not, I, that's a very long fucking commute for me. I mean, it's not that far, but my kitchen's down there. So I could just make myself something. Um, so, so yeah, that's, that's, that's the reason why I don't go back. But yeah, they, they, did, they did push a wee vegan agenda for a bit where all their specials were like quiche. And quiche is the worst thing in the fucking world. Yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, that's why they go back initially. But sometimes they still do good. Kelly still uses them because she works in in the center. So nice. um, apparently they're still okay. Uh, but they're it's not the same. It's not the same since since uh, Gemma was in charge um, well, and had my usual ready to go when I walked in. Also, while we're, while we're talking about Dennis Law, right? I feel like there's an elephant in the room with this one, right? And I feel like we need to address this, right? It's like it's like you know when you tell kids about like you know that man that does the presents, right? So I don't know if if people think that we really don't like Dennis. I don't think they get it's a running joke. Yeah, I'm I'm yeah, I'm not <laughs> I'm not sure either at this point. Because to be fair, I don't know if it's a running joke with Adam. He that might that might be a he might actually not like him. <laughs> but I know it's a running joke with us. 
yeah, uh, it's, it's it's just the. Well, I mean, between that and and Kelly fucking calling out Mikey's shoes on episode, we we do not have a good relationship uh, in in universe with the referees at WrestleZone. Uh, but it's it is it is literally all done in fun. It's it's part of the experience, part of the show, part of the thing. It's like me whinging about the the table uh, match back in whenever it was twenty eighteen, uh, when when the rejected beat Kings of Catch when they shouldn't have because it's, it wasn't a legal it was a legal table it should have been it was never stipulated to be a, anyway right um, so and and, and then I Bagel fucking apparently I didn't know at the time trying to find me in the crowd so he could just pretty much go ah fuck yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no it's 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 all done in good fun that's that's why I like going to WrestleZone because I like to think we're all in on the joke. I don't know yeah. if they're literally backstage going, look at that fucking baldy beardy prick who, who thinks this is all real. What we're going to do tonight, or we're going to do this, and he's going to get whinge about it for for five years. Uh, I like I like to think we're 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 all in on it. Now this that does extend up until the point of Ashton Faith, like that main event at um, what was that show? Anarchy. It was. Um, I was going to say Battle of Nations. I'm like, have I got it in the future? But that main event. Like I've genuinely like I wish I had a heart rate monitor on because it was actually bad. Like I was genuinely like sweating at the end of it. Like my heart was going like yes. clappers. Like that. See for that that match, it was real. Like wrestling was real at that point. Um, and it it was just I don't even remember the match. I just remember the whole time just wanting him to win. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. that was a very awkward moment because uh, as I've said many times, I I don't handle being confronted by wrestlers very well and the fact that that, that dynamite who I'm, I'm i'm speaking to on monday so i know that i'm gonna get really upset uh but not, like not in a not in a real way but like i'm gonna get upset about it uh, the fact that he, that he shoved his belt in my face <laughs> it's right, wrestling oh. belt in my face <laughs> and, and back just, again and said this is the closest that Aspen was gonna get to it and i was like i don't know what to do i'm just gonna also, I love that you hated that, right? And it's probably why you regret sitting next to me because I I was wanting that to happen for weeks to the point where I mentioned it on, on the preview, right? So I planted the seed, right? Mm. Then after Aspen lost, I just, there was an initial, oh man. And then I just sat there for like five minutes, just like that, moving back. And I was like, here we go, here we go. Oh yeah. Got them, reeled them in, let's go. See, this is where it's different. You sit and you plan what you want to happen. I just, my face can't hide how I feel. I just go in there, genuine emotions. I never think in advance how I'm going to feel or what I want to happen. But at that moment, my favourite thing was you were doing your thing, Kyle, but all I could look at was you, Billy, because I was like, you hate this. And then in the nicest way possible, I was striving off it. I was like, this is great. Look, I'm squirm. Um, and you were just sitting look, there. Look like, I'm anxiously just go, yeah. oh, don't speak to me. I've only ever uh, confronted one wrestler at a wrestler's own show, and I was two rows back, so I felt safe. Uh, <laughs> and it was Sean Johnson when he was part of Sterling Oil because he stared at me and went, what? And I stood up and went, what are you going to do about it? And then we were both, because Sean's very, very like non confrontational as well. So there was a brief moment where we were staring at each other. We were looking at each other, and I could tell he was thinking, what do we do now? Do, I, do you, yeah. I'm just gonna keep walking. That's fine. Cool. I'll, I'll sit down. That's all right. Cool. That's fine. <laughs> so yeah, I, I just the the, I just, the rumble where I shouted that Dennis made bollocks decisions. That was my favorite night uh, when it came to shouting things at wrestlers. I just don't. I just I, I don't want them to come at me. I like to enjoy the show myself. <laughs> but yeah, Kelly Kelly did not know who I was during the rumble because I kept shouting 
so many things. And then when when the, the end happened, I went, Dennis, that's bollocks. <laughs> and she, she was like, were you going to shout something else? Like, I fucking was going to shout something else, but there's kids around me. So I cannot say what I was wanting to say, which was like, that is fucking shit, Dennis. <laughs> you arsehole. Um, but yeah, that's, yeah, I'm not good with wrestlers confronting me. And I know that every time I say this, it heightens the chance of it happening, happening at the next show I go to. Yeah, you've now got a target on you, to be quite honest. And then if you sit beside Big Man, it's definitely a target because Kyle will make sure to rile them up throughout. I'm like that. I'm like, oh no, don't shout at me. Oh no, what are you doing? No, go away. Oh, I don't want that. So you like, does yeah. that? Please leave. Please, no, look, no, go away. Seriously. No, no. We've, we've had our moment. You've stared at me too long now. Move, move on. Yeah. Move on, please. <laughs> I, I've got nothing for you. I'm not doing anything. Oh, it was, it's genuinely it's so funny. Like, I love to see it. Right. We have chatted for a long time and, uh, Fair play to anyone that's actually listened this far. If you can prove that you listened this far, then uh, I don't know. I'll... Tell, tell me what DVD that what I was describing happened on. That would be great. There we go. Right. So I can find it in the collection. <laughs> <laughs> Just get rid of it. Burn it. Burn it. We're doing a watch alone. Well, that's a good point, actually. We'll Burn watch three copies. That's what we do. Just uh, I want to send one to you. Uh, that's what we do there, too. <laughs> My own personal collection. <laughs> Double screen. <laughs> um, so before we finish up one last question um, obviously the podcast you've got some massive episodes coming up um, and then obviously you're taking a break for the uh, impending child that is uh, coming to your life so uh, you say it like that does not make it sound as nice like oh so you've got another child coming the impending child upon you the ruiner yeah. <laughs> so, what is what is next for SWN? What's the what's the future looking like? Um, well, the plan is I'm still going to do the results. I'm still going to do all that kind of stuff when I can. Um, Adam, thankfully, isn't having a child, as far as I'm aware. So, uh, we'll still have like reviews and all that kind of stuff. But I don't know what's going to happen recording wise. Um, I kind of I keep kind of thinking of things. I might do like a once a month live episode on Facebook or something. So at least stuff still going out on the podcast feed but really i have no idea so the last episode i've got i've I've scheduled all my final episodes to be recorded whether they all happen i don't know um and then the last episode is going to be the last the, the quiz the birth bonanza two and then that's it it'll finish uh first of july because my birthday is the second so it all kind of ties in Perfect. um and that's it baby's due to be born end of august so that gives me um two months to kind of mentally go oh my fucking god i'm going to be a dad and then yeah that's i don't, I don't know is the is the real kind of overarching answer the the site itself will continue as is but the podcast stuff i don't know interesting interesting it's exciting times it's exciting yeah. times isn't it they are, you're finally becoming a, a grown-up you're finally becoming a grown-up billy i know you are married um which would make you a grown-up but uh you know you're the I mean, you might actually be the one of the first WrestleZone fans to, you know, be able to prove that you've done it. That could be. True. Sure. You completed it at least once. So. <laughs> well done. Right, as far as that child knows, it only happened once. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, then there was no baker's hat involved. Um, <laughs> I was wearing the belt. Uh, right, that's a 
fun what happened in the video that's what happened in the video that's my inspiration <laughs> I, might get a, I might get a message from you tomorrow just like hey, okay let's see that bit can you just cut that out please uh, oh, and that bit and uh, and that bit actually oh, no i don't at this point i don't have any fucking shame <laughs> with these podcasts so just just uh i don't, I don't. oh man. so <laughs> i'll let you plug all your stuff before we we finish off what where, where can people find you uh, that wide eye look was going oh fuck what, what is all my stuff um, you can follow the website at Scott Resnet on Instagram uh, Twitter Facebook um, you can follow my own one at Strack114 I barely post though because I do most of my stuff on the Scott Resnet stuff uh, website swnscotland.com um, we have so much stuff you can go check Half Baked the Bulgarian Baker story we should go check that out now yes and uh, along with all the other weird stuff that we've done um, a podcast SWN podcast it's available on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, we've had interviews with the likes of. I'm doing this like like people have still got to the end of this. Uh, we've had interviews with the likes of Big Demo, uh, Scotty Swift for hours and hours on end, Joe Hendry, and uh, other names you may not have heard of, but you'll probably hear of soon. Fantastic. Yes. Well, thank you very much for coming on the podcast, being our first guest, popping our cherry. When it comes to uh, interviewing, I mean, I had to be on theme, didn't I? I had to be on theme. I have what we're talking about today. Um, so yeah, it's been been really fun. Obviously, thank you very much for for listening and watching uh, to everyone at, at home or wherever you are. Um, there's probably like five of you actually listening because we're not talking about wrestlers. Um, so, we have doubts. We name dropped quite a few people. That's true. I need to tag them all in the post and upload them. The guys are here for the brave heart stories. They really are. That's, That's true. Amazing. That's very true. Um, so yeah, thank you very much for for listening. Um, obviously, you can follow us over on Twitter at KK WrestlePod. Um, you'll find our personal Twitter from there, but I wouldn't recommend following me. Um, I talk a little shit. Um, or me, I just pish talk. So yeah, follow the um, what do you call it? The podcast thing on. Spotify and okay. Apple, etc. And then subscribe to the YouTube. That's the most important one for us just now. So if you've got this far and not done that already, then you're a bit of a prick. So uh, that's exactly. The, that's the but, and what did they all at the end? There was like like it and all that, which I was like said cheesy, but now that I do YouTube, I'm like, gonna actually like it, gonna actually subscribe it, especially if you want to see our faces again. Fair. So yeah. put them off now. <laughs> we'll, we'll wrap it up there. Uh, thank you very much for listening, and uh, we'll see you next week. <laughs>